from the third dimension. This is 3D or 2D.com's Duh 3D Show. Put on your 3D glasses now. If you're wondering what the 3D stand for, they are discussion, debate, and the news. We hope that you enjoy the show. Get it? The show? Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf, and I have with me the Jakes. Welcome to episode 97 of the 3D Show. Say hi, Classic Jake. Hi. And say hello, New Jake. Hello. So this time, we have a, a, few epi- a few topics to talk about. Not that many, but we got a good amount of stuff to chew over. So I think, first and foremost... We are recording this on March 14th, 2021 at approximately 3.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. As usually for news topics like this, things may change by the time this podcast is edited and uploaded onto your server. And we have to say that because, guess what? One year anniversary of COVID! Ooh. A happy Pi Day, though. Yay, Pi. <laughs> Yay, Pi. Pi Day, yeah. But COVID, mm-hmm. hell, COVID could go to hell. <laughs> so I, I, I've accepted it. <laughs> I'm fine with it now. <laughs> so, yeah, one year ago is when it became a pandemic worldwide, I think it was. Um, and then we started to go into lockdowns in America and uh, all the movies started to get their role moving. And, you know, some of those movies we still have not seen. (laughs) Yeah. And we got to see movies get six, seven or more uh, date changes. And some movies had their production go to go through hell as they're trying to wrap up and finish and you know one person gets sick and then another person gets sick or or they have to do all this extensive testing on set and it's just become a nightmare to make movies and to release movies so yeah and 3d uh took a brutal hit yeah um it is a real struggle um just gonna be straight up it's been hard to continue this website considering that Hey, are we going to be able to see any of these movies come out in 3D? Yes or no? And then if it does come out, are we going to have to drive, you know, hundreds of miles of kilometers to to go see a movie? You know, is it is going to be problems with theaters not having up to date stuff? You know, some theaters are going to do it, some theaters are not going to do it. It's been really weird because you know. Disney, you know, Ray and the Last Dragon came out recently, and Cinemark said no, they were not going to do that um, because of the licensing, you know. And other, will other movies get that? We'll be like, nah, we're not going to license that, you know. It's it's all up in the air. It's been very weird for us to, mm-hmm. to try. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, where I'm at, I mean, uh, Regal is ninety percent of the theaters, and Regal's completely shut down in the U.S. and Europe. You know, because Cineworlds is their parent company. And there's talk that they're not coming back. Who knows how, right now, who knows if that's true or not. All I know is they're starting to open stuff up on the West Coast where I'm at. And not a word out of Regal if they're coming, if they're reopening. 
And where I live, you know, there's one of my movie theaters closed down, period. Like, they're not coming back up at all. And now I have one other option that's 2D only. And the other, you know, to actually see a 3D movie, I have to start driving, you know, a distance. So, it, you know, it's going to be really hard. And certain theater chains are, are really doing okay. Some are not. Some... You know, it just depends where you are, and you have no guarantee, even if you do go, it's safe. Because right now, yeah. none of us have the vaccine, right? <laughs> yeah, not yeah. yet. Not, no, not yet. I don't, I'm probably not going to be, I'm not going to be probably, even though I'm immune compromised, I'm still probably not going to be uh, qualified until April. So hopefully we can get it, but there's no guarantee that if you go to the theaters that someone, you know, Theaters claim that they're cleaning up and getting everything ready for us, but I mean, theaters also claim to have the best visuals and audio, and there's definitely um, <laughs> yeah a discrepancy uh, with that. Especially- the, yeah, there's definitely a discrepancy between claims and actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not going to always assume that the theaters are lying, but it has been a lot of times where they're like, "We have the best 3D," and then the projections uh, aren't working. <laughs> Uh, my my advice my advice to you is try to find yourself a portable uh, UVC device, and for God's sake, don't point it at your eyes, no matter what, and then sanitize your uh, area in a theater yourself. Because yeah. you don't you don't know if someone went in there and then they sneezed up a storm. You know, the, people in theory are supposed to wear their masks in the theater. I guess maybe depending where you are, they may do that. They they may not. They may take it off once the, the you know movie starts. They may have it and not know it. You know, be asymptomatic and then you know you don't know. There's so many options there, and the theaters have really struggled the past year. And, you know, Raya did open, and they opened to a record amount of money, which was like $15 million, which in a normal year, that would be pathetic, you know? Yeah. But for COVID times, you know, making $15, $20 million in opening weekend is really good. And, you know, but that's not how, you know, when people made these movies, that's not how they were thinking they're going to make money. You know, they were thinking, oh, we'll make $120 million in the opening weekend, you know? <laughs> exactly. but, but it's on the positive swing of more theaters opening and more money so that's a yeah. plus yeah. It, it, yeah and then you know with with people getting their stimulus checks soon and more vaccines are coming out and it, it is you know we do see a light at the end of the tunnel we're also seeing a lot of fools i think you know, doing not thinking that it's over and not taking the precautions they need, and I imagine mm-hmm. a big spike coming, <laughs> like yeah. Texas, Florida, Mississippi, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and spring break. Spring break, <laughs> yeah. is, spring break is happening right now in America, and some places next week. Some places was last week. Either way, that's gonna help get people. You know, where St. Patrick's Day. Go- parades yeah just all that shit so it's gonna yeah. spread so it's, yeah. it's been one hell of a year for 3d fans and movie fans where basically you know i haven't gone to the theaters in exactly a year um, <laughs> onward right onward was the last yeah. movie <laughs> yeah I'm sitting I, i've been blessed i'm sitting here staring at my onward beanie my purple onward beanie <laughs> It's mocking you. <laughs> yeah, it's mock. 
This will be the last 3D movie you've seen in the theater. Ooh. I mean, it's 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 a bang at least. You know, it was a really good uh, movie. Yeah, I'm just hoping I can bring it back with Godzilla. I mean, luckily I've seen uh, more 3D. I mean, not as a whole, but as I'm actually able to see 3D movies, uh, it's just a little bit yeah. more of a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Well, monster. well, my biggest problem is I'm quarantining with my mom, and she broke her leg. So I can't leave her, you know, she's elderly, so I couldn't leave her for eight hours or more. She can't be alone that long. That's what stopped me from making the road trip to Seattle. I understand. Yeah, because I can't be away from her that long. She's a lot better now. She can now physically walk with a brace. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, when you're old and break a bone, it's a bitch. So it's it's rough. It's rough. You know, I wanted to see Ray and the Last Dragon in 3D, but for me, the closest theater was 220 miles. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to drive two and a half hours to see a movie and no guarantee that the 3D in that theater is going to be great. Or if it's yeah. even there, they may have decided, hey, we're not running it in 3D because we didn't sell enough tickets in advance. Yeah, because you had that problem too, right? Where you actually had tickets to see a movie in 3D, and then the day of, it got canceled or something, right? Yeah, it's happened to me more than once. Oh, that really sucks. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to be super pissed if I drive three damn hours, <laughs> and then, nope. Yeah, I was pissed, and it was only a 15-minute drive. Oh, If it had been <laughs> three hours, uh, I might be in jail afterwards. <laughs> Sir, we still because got the movie. Yeah, it's only two D. Yeah, that's what your face is going to be flat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might uh, channel my inner Karen. <laughs> uh, I want to speak to your manager. Yeah, yeah. I need to wear these three D glasses. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know the most tragic part is obviously the the death toll and the people that have you know gotten seriously sick from this COVID. There's you know I don't know exact numbers, but it's over five hundred thousand. Half a million people have died in less than a year in America from this disease, and it is horrifying to see that number. Yeah, yeah, we've if you if you remove uh the War of eighteen twelve. The Revolutionary War and the Civil War, we've already lost more people to COVID to all our later wars combined. Yes. And it's just, it's such a big number, people just kind of phase it out. But you can't phase that out because it is real. Those are real people. These are not hypothetical people. These are real people that lost their brother, their sister, their mom, or dad, grandfather, whatever. They lost them. And it's such a. I, you can't imagine such a huge amount of number of a number of people that are gone, and it you know some people may have COVID and had COVID for months, if not a whole year, because their immune system is is messed up. So this is a, a really weird virus that you know impacts you differently, and there's now different strands of it. So we don't know if you yeah. got the basic version yeah. of COVID or the the London version yeah. or the African go- whatever. Or the New Oregon strain, which is really lethal and really spread it's really contagious. So a lot of people out here who were protesting and not wearing masks and being jackasses 
they're now finally uh, behaving themselves because <laughs> even they're starting to see that this shit is real. Yeah, I mean, yes, a good majority of the people that get it survive, but a lot of people don't, and it's so heartbreaking, and it's it, it just I don't know how you could just see those numbers and not want to cry. Uh-huh. And people, and some people who get it get permanent lung damage and brain damage and. It really messes them up for life. And you, you have no idea. You have no idea if the, how it's going to impact your life because you have little kids that are like nine years old that die from it. And you have, you know, senior citizens that are 102 years old get it and then they're fine. You don't know yeah. how it just yeah. it's, it's so hard to. I and mean, then, you know, for us doing a little podcast, you know, what, what are we going to talk about this week? I don't know. You know, it's it's so hard to, to do stuff and hard to go on, hard to live your life. And, you know, at the very least, you know, we, you know, most of pop culture has kind of hit a pause and we don't have the distraction of movies and uh, to to really get us out of this mess that we're seeing. And, you know, it's just so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we just got memes. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. There's there there is definitely good news coming, and there's, but it's still we can't completely you know get excited. Um, you know, football fans to know you can't be like Leon Let you know going to the end zone because you're gonna get that fumble. You know, um, old school Cowboys reference. I know, <laughs> <laughs> worst um, team ever. <laughs> I thought that was the Falcons or the Baltimore Colts. So for 2021, we still are, you know, looks like a lot of movies haven't jumped ship yet, that things are going to stick, but we don't know. If there's another huge spike, people may be like, screw this, we're going to move it a couple months. But right now, it looks like everything's sticking, like nothing's really uh, moving, right? Despicable, or uh, uh, Minions 2 moved to next year, so that's a two-year delay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but they did that it's not because of covid but to earn more money during the summer because if you know the vaccine takes effect they're saying well we're not going to have a clear window of you know earning money so yeah and uh and disney shut down blue sky uh studios yeah that was a long time coming yeah but they had a really great movie which i hope gets picked up and finished in the works robots too <laughs> yeah i don't not sure what it was a lot of guys i hadn't kept up with blue sky because honestly when john when when uh pixar got rid of john lassiter for reasons which i'm not gonna hash over here or agree yeah. or disagree because that's not the point but blue sky just picked him right up to run him and i'm like going what the hell but so so basically there's no consequences for actions okay gotcha yeah, yeah. uh so Batman got Stop. delayed. We got oh, so Rumble got delayed from 2020 to 2022. So you know there is definitely some stuff that you know are not coming this year where they should have come out last mm-hmm. year and they didn't get. They decided not to even try this year. So it's gonna be really weird and how to see everything going on. Um, it's just it's just been one of those things where it's hard to see the scope of everything and. It's also one of those things, we're still in the middle of it, we're still in the thick of it, you know, we're the tail end of it, but 
still, yeah. it's going to be hard you and know, then, to see the big yeah, picture. And then so many movies got dumped straight to streaming, uh, but they're not all on one, and they're spread out. So if you want to see them all, you're going to be spending more for streaming services than you ever did for cable. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah like, so- will Rumble actually get a theatrical release in February 2022, or will it go directly to Paramount Plus? We don't know. You know, yeah, and if you're a 3D fan, you're doubly screwed because you don't get to because the streaming services don't offer a 3D option. And Paramount doesn't do 3D Blu-rays anymore. Yeah, and we just hope that one of their foreign uh, markets, whoever has the rights, to, which is basically Germany or India at this yes, point, maybe <laughs> yeah, and maybe Australia, maybe Japan. You never yeah, I mean, know. Because- we hope. We just hope one of these markets. Yeah, it's hopefully like we, it's got, not, we got lucky man. with Gemini, man. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah. I mean, because if you want a copy of Ralph Breaks the Internet, prepare to shell out at least seventy-five bucks U.S. Oh, uh, come on, Stimmy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like going. Uh, do I really want to spend my stimulus check that way? I might get one. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It depends. Uh, if I'm, I could see me buying it while drunk surfing. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that it's. We're still trying to get the sense of things. We haven't done a 2021 preview because we wanted to give a chance to see how things the dust settles before we do a preview and half that information's wrong, you know. But that's coming soon. Yeah. That's, we're gonna work start working on that because you know I think I think. For the most part, there hasn't been any. Has there been any other delays to twenty twenty two? Uh, classic chick that you've heard of, or no? Not anything more recent than what I've heard months ago. Because, and to be fair, it's just kind of uh, I'm avoiding the news because yeah. it's all bad. Yeah, it's been just kind of a wash. Like Fantastic Beasts was supposed to come out this November, and now it's. July of 2022, but I think Fantastic Beast 3 is going through a lot of crap, not just because of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And uh, Aquaman 2 is going through a whole other set of crap, some of it related to the other crap, but some of it not. And it's like, uh. But it's starting to film probably in June or July this year, so that's a plus. Get ready for Christmas or next year. Yeah. So I guess you know is the, the the I guess the biggest movie I guess you know Godzilla is pretty big but um you know Marvel Cinematic Universe I think is basically going to be a guaranteed movie is um Black Widow going to come out as expected or is it going to get delayed or get put on Disney Plus uh, I'm I'm thinking they're going they're looking at to see how this they're waiting to see what the numbers are in New York and California when they open. And if they're not good, expect a delay on Black Widow. Yeah, either that or the Raya treatment. Like, hey, premium package, 30 bucks, watch it at home. Yeah, I think they don't want to do that because I'm, a, I'm thinking they don't want to piss off uh, Cinemark any more than they already have. <laughs> Cinemark needs to cool down. <laughs> so- yeah, right now Cinemark is open and there are more cinemarks open than anybody else right now yeah but they're not doing 3d because they're being stupid <laughs> yeah so right now it's scheduled for may 7th 2021 black widow that seems very plausible still i think 
you know, we got to see how, how if there's another spike and then it ruins everything, which I think it's likely, or if, if things do calm down for sure, then maybe this summer could be normal or some, somewhat normal or, you know, not be COVID. We can at least have a new normal. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that works out, but it, it's still really, it's up in the air. Um, just watch tomorrow. <laughs> Something would happen and change, but we don't know for sure. It's it's a yeah. weird universe we're living in now. So you know we do got mm-hmm. some. You yeah. know we're in the, we're in the shitty time. We're in the shittiest timeline. <laughs> so um, kind of talking about shitty stuff. Batman wrapped production, not because I'm negative toward Batman, but because the star himself got COVID and then his a lot of people on the staff got COVID. So Batman was almost becoming like a cursed movie, the Batman. Um and it looks like a rap production and it's gonna be coming out next year. Well they should know yeah, next Bat- March. they should know Bat spread COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's that bad. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, somebody had to go there. Yeah. That was our dad joke of the show. That was some low-hanging fruit there for the bat. Yeah. Yeah, hey, uh, bats always go for low-hanging fruit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> our comedy will help cure you, hopefully, of your illness. but Or, or kill you. Boots. <laughs> So, I'm definitely looking forward to the Batman. Uh, are you guys looking forward to it? Yeah. Yeah. Never. I didn't think, uh, think Robert Pattinson could pull it off, but then I seen the trailer. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Where he beats down that thug, it's just like repeatedly punching. I'm like, oh, shit, that's brutal. I love it. Yeah. Oh, they're going there. I love it. Yes. I, I like the, the idea of the suit and the look of the suit, the bat car. Like, mm-hmm. everything about it. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah, I, I love the bat symbol made out of the broken gun. That's yeah. sweet. And Colin Farrell is unrecognizable as Penguin. Uh-huh. And uh, Paul, Paul Dano as the Riddler. Uh, I'm excited to see where they take that. And Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. as, uh, not Wonder Woman, Catwoman. Woman, I yeah. I just want to see it, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, keeping on with all this, we got we still got a couple of superhero stories. Then going from Batman to Superman, we got some news about a reboot, quote unquote, Superman movie with J.J. Abrams. Now we're not oh. sure. We're not sure who the Superman will be. If it be Henry Cavill, or if it's going to be a different Superman altogether, or if the reboot is just basically be like, you know what, we're not really going to even try to connect. Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of people are very apprehensive because J.J. Abrams did a treatment of Superman that was wildly unpopular. A lot of it have, having Lex Luthor and Superman being fellow Kryptonians and stuff. So mm. I really hope they that J.J. Abrams doesn't uh, recycle his old treatment. I wonder if he's going to hire Chris Terrio to rewrite the script. We'll see. I feel like J.J. is so inconsistent with his movies. Like, some parts I love, some parts I hate, some parts uh, I feel like are really contrived. Like, I really don't like that much of Rise of the Skywalker 
But I really love Star Trek Beyond. But Star Trek Into Darkness was a failure of ideas, and it's it's all over the place with him. Uh, if he didn't uh, write the scripts that he directs or just writes at all, yeah, I mean he's a good director, but mm-hmm. whenever he's directing his own material, it just he gets so full of himself, and it just it's so annoying. He just needs some. He just needs somebody to. He needs an outside editor. Like yeah. it, it feels like JJ is like a wannabe. Um, um, he, oh. He's Spielberg light. Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly. And uh, and Spielberg, I would, I, I used to always call Spielberg a Michael Cortez light, but he's not anymore. Uh, he, he quit being that about twenty five years uh, ago. Uh, I'd equate a more Frank Capra light, but that's just me. Well, no, I I picked Michael Cortez because Michael Cortez was probably the one director in the Hollywood system who could direct a movie in every genre and knock it out of the park. Yeah, but and Spielberg's. Uh, but Spielberg can do the same thing, and but Spielberg moved on way beyond Cortez because Cortez never produced anything; he was just a director. Yeah. All right. So, do you guys want Henry Cavill to come back, or do you want it to be a whole new person? Uh, Michael B. Jordan. If he came back, I would I would love it. If and if they decide to go with Michael B. Jordan, because that's the current rumor, you know, I that could be very interesting. I always feel bad about Henry Cavill because I feel like of the the Superman movies he's been in, he's had like maybe three lines in each movie, and it's just like give him some breathing room. Oh, oh. oh. Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck got shafted in the DC Universe films, even even more so than Zack Snyder did. And I, I think he definitely looks the part. He looks great in the Superman outfit, and I think. He just has potential, but they just don't know how to put that on. He's a tad stiff in some of his line reading, so especially it's the American accent that's kind of hampering him. Is he's he's not the greatest, but he does look the part. Mm-hmm. I just I just want a Superman movie where he actually could be both and like actually have full dialogue lines and not just have like one little throwaway line here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the um, Michael B. Jordan. A rumor is interesting. Um, so there is been, there has been like a Elsa Worlds or other parallel universe comics where they have a Black Superman. Um, would that th- would this movie be that, or would that be something? It would just be just a reboot and have him be black, and that's it. Either who knows? I, I mean, a lot of people. Some people, uh, some people are speculating. Steel, it'll be the Steel character. You know, uh, I. I don't know if they would do that because I mean they did a steel movie was it with a shack that was pretty terrible. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was terrible enough though that it might turn people off the concept altogether. But what it it could be interesting whatever they do. I mean, uh, I mean, it's just. Uh, weird, uh, and I think, and and at this point, I think DC's decided to just go with individual movies and not a shared universe. It looks like because the Black Superman is Calvin Ellis, and um, he is Kal-el, and he just so happens to be black. And uh, you know, DC has had a, a good tendency of having a multiverse. I think they're succeeding over that over Marvel, actually. Um, so the CW uh, shows and all that. Mm-hmm. 
if they do want to have it that way, I think that would be cool. Um, it's, 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 you know, if you want to reboot it and have it that way and be completely in that universe, I think people could accept it. But if it's just, oh, he's black now, I think it's going to be really hard for people to accept it. But if they say, this is, you know, I hate to have that caveat, but I'm just thinking it's hard to change a character. But if this is another universe's character and different, this new universe is different. I think people will be accepting of it and be okay with it in theory, but who knows? Yeah, but I also think there's a probably a really good chance it's not going to be Michael B. Uh, Jordan because isn't he directing the third, uh, the next Creed movie? Yeah, but that's supposed to come out next November, so there'll be plenty of time for him to get ready, and he'll still be in shape for uh, uh, Superman when he's doing Creed, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but directing is a lot harder of a gig than uh, just showing up to act and hit your lines and and hit your uh, t- your spots on the. You have to do all the pre-production. I mean, because the director's pretty much in charge of anything that the producer's not in charge of. Right. If they do go for this Calvin Ellis, um, super, you know, Superman twenty Earth twenty three. Um, they could really change it up, the canon, because I kind of feel like a lot of Superman canon has been basically married to the Christopher Reeve Superman, you know, having the, you know, crystals for Krypton and having just that mythos stuck with it. And I understand they want to honor it, but at the same time, they need to be able to have that, you know, difference there to make it unique and make it new. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I think that uh, seeing Krypton, well, they also may want to just do something completely different because there's two things DC is keeps showing us the, the the end of Krypton and the end of the of the Waynes, and I think we're kind of shell shocked from those. Yeah, um, I mean, if this is like super short, like within ten minutes end of Krypton, I think that's okay. But if it's like half an hour. 45 minutes, yeah, that's way too much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to see Jor-El pontify again, sending his baby off into a rocket. Um, but it could be a fun way to change things up and have a lot of different stories. Um, yeah. If it's on Earth-23 versus, you know, standard yeah. Earth. And they may, may want to push more the um, the refugee aspect of Superman. And the more the immigrant, the refugee. Yeah, I mean, of, if they want to have Elseworlds kind of stuff, there's a lot of fun stuff they could do with Elseworlds on, and not be um, connected to other movies. You know, I, I I was a big fan of Red Sun Superman, and I think yes. that that would be a fantastic feature length film. Uh, I would love to have a, a film with just a Bizarro Superman. That's all I want. Well, uh, yeah, Bizarro World would be incredible. Um, you know, just Else World. There's a lot of fun stuff in there that could make it things interesting. So I'm not against it. I I just I still fine with Henry Cavill. Just give him a chance to really shine. And <laughs> you know, if you want to pop up the script, make it more action, sure. But you also having. There gotta be some love there, and I feel like yeah. Well, and 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 if he can't, and if he decides to not do it, or they decide to not do it, this means more Witcher, maybe. And like, yeah. 
I feel like Snyder had love for it, but was still constrained with what they had to show. Let's have some new characters, damn it. Let's have, you know, um, Brainiac. Mixoplex. Mixoplex. Let's have some of those Parasite, Metallo. We don't have to always have Zod over and over and over again. <laughs> or or um, Lex Luthor over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah exactly. New blood. <laughs> uh-huh. Heck, he got Brainiac. Yeah, Brainiac yeah. would be great. Bizarro. Yeah. Well, I mean, I already said Bizarro, but. Yeah, I want Bizarro. <laughs> well, yeah, technically we had Bizarro in Superman three, but it's kind of a weird story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't count that though. So we'll see what happens if this movie ever gets made. It might be in development hell for years. <laughs> uh, now this next movie is supposed to come out at the end of this year. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is officially the title for the third Spider-Man Home movie. And yeah. last yeah. one. And the last one, and, yeah. And there's a, yeah, that's if these stories are true. At this point, uh, I, I'm, I take everything with a grain of salt, even from official sources. Because Forbes is claiming um, Emily Clark is replacing Amber Heard in Aquaman 2. And everybody else is saying, no, that's not true. Well, okay, let's stick with Spider-Man here. Uh, no Way okay. Home is uh, uh-huh. the third movie in this list and in this movie. Uh-huh. And it looks like it's set in Christmas time or holiday season. Mm-hmm. Now, there's yeah. been a hundred rumors about this movie having multiple Spider-Men uh, from various dimensions, including uh, yeah. the various Spider-Men from the past movies, Andrew Garfield and or Tobey Maguire, or both. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's other rumors saying that they're not going to be in this movie. So it's kind of all over the place, and I'm just going to let things play off and... Trust yeah, me. and there's rumors, and there's rumors that Doctor Strange is going to be in this movie, which would make sense to explain the multiverse. Yeah, if this is going to be a multiverse, and there's evidence to point to that because we've got the JJ Jonah Jameson yes. in scene in the last movie, so there is a tie to show ah a feasibility, but. Just treat all this as we don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. Don't bet. Don't bet on it, and don't depend on it. Well, Tom Holland's very notorious of not keeping secrets, so I think he's really trying. But it's yeah. almost see through that. I think there there are because they've been spotted on set. So mm-hmm. who, who really knows? But I think it's like no, yeah, they're going to be in it. But the thing is, they could all. They, they also film multiple things, so they could be because because has been spotted on on the Spider Man set, so they could be uh, filming stuff for you know multi madness. Yes, um, we maybe, don't know. Maybe he's going to be doing scenes. Maybe they're going to have multiple Venoms. Maybe uh, 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 Tom Hardy and the other Venom, uh, Topher Grace, is going to be there. Who really knows? Who knows? Exactly. We don't know. It's exciting to think about. But don't get yourself so hyped up that you're disappointed because you've created something in your imagination so much greater than anybody could actually do. I mean, I I don't want Topher Grace back, but... Uh, if he's there, I'm like, hey, that's cool. He's back, but hey, 
Hey, Topher Grace has turned into a great actor. So is uh, Colin Farrell. I can remember Colin Farrell. Oh, my God. I used to have dread seeing him in a movie. Now I get excited. <laughs> Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Now I, get, now I get excited because he's done so much good work. Oh, yeah. Recent- Ever since... Uh... Uh, ever since uh, in Bruges, it's like, okay, he is a really good actor now. Yeah, exactly. I'm like going, I take back every bad thing <laughs> I've ever said about you. You're yeah, awesome. You've, re- you've redeemed yourself. I mean, he had a good start, yeah. dipped down to a hatred. Now it's like, oh, okay, you're, uh, you need an Oscar uh, now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Topher Grace is on the same pack track. And He's also been editing some little cool things he puts on the internet too. So he's <laughs> the uh, the the prequel trilogy Star Wars. I think he did that, mm-hmm. and all sorts of cool little things. Uh, and he was also really good in that oh Spike Lee movie where he played David Duke. Oh, a uh, Black Klansman. Yes, he was yes. great in that film. He did that. Yeah, exactly. Knocked it out of the park. And Andrew Garfield, you know, people really don't like his Spider-Man, but I think he uh, has really proven himself as a good actor. Hexall Ridge mm-hmm. is fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, violence? Uh, Silver Lake. Yeah, oh. Silver Lake. I mean, that movie uh, doesn't live up to its trailer, but he is great in it. I heard that one's trippy as hell, but yeah, he's a legit good actor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Hexall Ridge is super violent, but I mean, it's a great movie. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's yeah. a great movie. So, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, the only thing we know is that from the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, where that Spider-Man's identity is revealed, and, you know, we don't, from uh, Mysterio, now we don't know exactly what has happened since then. Um, now, mm-hmm. we don't know exactly if, when WandaVision exists in this, I think it's like, after four Spider-Man Far From Home? It's, uh, it's, it's definitely before, uh, because it's shortly after the people returned from the blip, snap, whatever they're mm-hmm. calling it in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and uh, and Far From Home is uh, much further down the line, at least eight months, I would say. Okay, yeah, a few months after that. So this is relatively soon. Um, we'll see how that all works out, but... Like, we don't really know the villain. We don't have a teaser for this. We don't have a trailer for this yet. You know, hoping soon. But usually by this time, we would know. You know, if it's coming out on Christmas, we should probably have a teacher trailer for it. But nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I expect all... it with Black Widow, maybe, if it comes out in May. Yeah, that's probably Sony's thinking, hey, let uh, Disney uh, handle this, do the heavy lifting. For yeah. once. So, I mean, I want know, something else our, besides with, another Morbius trailer. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this is contractly the last Spider-Man movie with Sony and Marvel, the deal they got together with. Now, we'll see what happens, but I think Sony was very happy with Far From Home's box office, and um, mm-hmm. we'll see. First billion Spider-Man. Yeah, I think a lot of things are going to go on, whether... You know, whether they want to keep going with uh, Tom Holland. I mean, he still looks like he hasn't aged a day, and he's a little short guy, so... I mean, he's the best (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, he could probably keep playing Spider-Man until his 
fifties probably. Yeah, easy. I mean he's also. He's, if, I mean he, he's going to have a long career. I hope so. I mean, not mm-hmm. just MCU, but I mean he's he's in that movie Terry that just came out on Apple Plus, and uh, he's got Uncharted. I mean he just really talented actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was in the yeah he was in the current war, and he held his own against guys like Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Michael Shannon. I mean that movie was just so Nicholas Holt. I mean, he's acted with some of these guys in comic book movies, but to see him in a period drama holding his own with them. I mean, he held his awesome. own against a tsunami and the uh, impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this started filming last October, and um, for, uh, No Way Home. We got the little teaser, not, not really a trailer, it's more of a announcement of the title. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, know Ned, I know Led, uh, Ned lost a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking uh, he might become, he might be coming Hobgoblin, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Or he, or he might have been one of the rare people in the quarantine who lost weight. I mean, so did I. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not jacked. But that's on me. <laughs> yeah, we really don't know who the villain is. Um, I mean, that little video was kind of fun because um, we everyone was speculating. Oh, it's got to be home something, home this, home that, you know. And home alone. <laughs> yeah, they had a big whiteboard with all these names on there, yeah. and yeah, I, I mean, my guess was it was going to be home for the holidays. Yeah. So no, no way home. I guess that's a, a fun little speculation thing we could go with. Uh, yeah. Why he can't go home because his identity is ruined. Um, he can't go home because a villain destroyed it. Maybe he can't go home. Um, there's a lot there you can play with. Yeah, I think Happy Hogan may have kept him out. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can't stay here. I'm a begging man. May. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, we don't know the main villain of this movie yet, right? Yep. I mean, there's rumors that uh, Alfred Moena is going to reprise his role as Oc- Doc Ock, but I don't know if that means that would be great. Doc oh, that would be great because I, because I, I would love to see them take on the uh, Doc Ock dates Aunt May storyline from the comics. Mm. But I don't know about that. But I, I don't know if that is a you know a fake rumor or if that's actually going to happen or if that's just going to be a fun little you know when they visit Toby's universe kind of thing and then it's not going to be in this universe. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, all I know is I want, I want Paul Giamatti back as the Rhino. <laughs> not really, yeah, he, but. No, he got a real short shrift. He deserves a, a real shot. That's true. I mean, Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro, so I mean, that's 100% confirmed. Okay, but we don't know ex- exactly what. If it's going to uh, be... I think he's coming back as Electro. <laughs> no, but what that means, we don't know if it's going to be a cameo, or because uh, don't you remember all the things about they said in the CW... Like Burt Ward is coming back as Robin, and what was he on? Yeah. he was on screen fifteen seconds. Yeah, walking a dog. Brian, I mean, 
but I want to say it's probably going to be more prominent, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's hope, but be prepared. Everything. Who knows? I mean, we're in, I mean, things are, this, things are just weird. Things are, people are, are basing information on top of speculation. Yes. So. But uh, and, if, if they don't do that meme where it's three Spider-Man pointing at each other, I'm going to be royally pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see three Spider-Mans point at each other, too. It's like, I'm Spider-Man, who are you? I'm Spider-Man, who are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they could do that with uh, Venom. Is Venom going to be here? Tom Holland? Or not that Tom? would be great. Yeah, Tom uh, Hardy? Hardy, yeah. yeah. Well, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Maybe have um, uh, yeah. Carnage? Uh, and I'll throw in a little speculation. Uh, John Watts has also been tapped to direct Fantastic Four, so ah. we might get we might get some overt references to the Fantastic Four. Oh, we gotta avoid the Baxter Building. <laughs> yeah. So okay, mm-hmm. are we going to have more recycled villains, or are we gonna have other ones we haven't seen before? Like we've never seen Craven the Hunter in a movie. I would definitely think that'd be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, that would be incredible. Uh, Keanu Reeves would make a really good uh, Craven too. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think. No, he'd make good... no, they if if they cast him, they would make him more like John Wick. I mean, uh, that's another thing. Just. Uh. <laughs> I know Craven is not John Wick. Now, uh, Vincent Denario said that he wants to play the Kingpin again. Absolutely would love that because in the Netflix show, he was the amazing Kingpin. He was awesome. Loved him in that. I really enjoyed uh, Michael Clark Duncan's uh, Kingpin from Daredevil. That was like the best part of that movie. Yep, exactly. But he's passed on, unfortunately. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Hobgoblin. I think that would be interesting to see. Um, you know, uh, I know this is heresy, but in the comics, I thought Hobgoblin was a better character than the Green Goblin. Um, we haven't seen this version's Green Goblin before. I don't know if I. Re- I mean, that would be fun uh, to see him. But mm-hmm. uh, what about yeah. Dane DeHaan's Green Goblin? In this one, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so it's interesting what they can play with here. Um, I'm definitely excited. Um, Spider Man has I definitely have a lot of hope for this movie. We shall yeah. see what happens. Um, but there's a lot of ways they could do this. Um, maybe Sony does actually allow you know everyone to play and it has morbius in here and it has venom in here too and it just goes hog wild and uh, you know who knows uh, uh, maybe the return of vulture that would be awesome yeah yeah maybe uh, instead of uh, sinister six <laughs> yeah it, for, while we're dreaming we can ha- say it's the sinister let's have the sinister six now yeah none of this is confirmed we no. are speculating. We don't have any inside information. We are speculating. So don't go run off and say you heard on a podcast that this is happening. No, but, you did not. But didn't you rummage on the set of uh, Spider-Man 3? Didn't you uh, confirm stuff that actually happened? 
<laughs> oh, hell no. I'm in quarantine <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. No, you stuck down in Los Angeles and you, you went to the Sony lot. <laughs> you know you did. No. You, know, you don't... You don't have a step uncle from two cousins moved over that works at the Marvel. <laughs> yeah, his cousin works the mailroom and got a copy of the script. <laughs> when all you did is just follow people on Twitter and put two and two together and came up with five. I mean, you know, Marvel could play with anything and have all these other characters from other stuff, and it doesn't have to be a, a specifically a Spider-Man character villain. It could be, you know, something really out there that we never heard of. I don't know. Yeah. So far, the dumbest thing I've heard is somebody in an interview said, well, something happens, and they said, they said thing! They said thing! That means the Fantastic Four! <laughs> and God, I hope that person was joking. That, that's just correct. They're just grasping at straws for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, I feel like Hawkeye. Don't give me hope. <laughs> Don't give me. Hope. Uh, I just want to be like Hawkeye in uh, Age of Ultron. Just like you know, I, I could, I could have gotten him. Like, there's no witnesses. <laughs> you know, just beat him with the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, full circle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knows? It might be even Lord Ogre. (laughs) Or Mung the Inconceivable. (laughs) I'm just pulling out some really random, deep cut Uh, Marvel characters. Boom, or whatever his name is. Or it could be uh, when Aunt May became the Herald of Galactus, the Golden Glider. (laughs) The Golden Glider. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's Golden Oldie. That was her name. Golden Glider is a Flash villain. Oh, oh, now, now it's confirmed. DC and Marvel are teaming up to do a movie. See, we heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're gonna cross over the Ant May, and Sony's gonna make all those six Ant May movies. Oh Jesus Christ, no! <laughs> <laughs> and Ant May is gonna turn out to be Hagatha all along. Gotta rail this back in. Get it all back on the rails. Um, so we mentioned Agatha. Um, that's a good segue to WandaVision. Now, we did a whole podcast about WandaVision for the patrons, of course. We gotta make our money. Um, so, But we do want to give overall thoughts on WandaVision because it is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Overall, I loved it. Uh, Classic Jake, overall? Yep, it was an awesome ride. Uh, it's it's really rewatchable. It's well worth your time, and in, and if that's the only show you watch on Disney Plus, it's worth the investment for a month to New, see it. New Jake, yeah, same sentiments. I loved it. Didn't quite stick the landing, but overall, it's a great start to Phase Four and just a great Marvel Cinematic Universe project in general. Um, so there's definitely some things that can, but I don't think they're going to connect anything here with uh this movie i think there's definitely room to play with stuff with dr strange the multiverse of madness um which is coming up soonish 
about mm-hmm. a, um, so there's definitely room to grow. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Um, there's definitely some things that will happen from that show that will continue on. Now, um, having the Scarlet Witch being super powerful, I think, has a lot of implications. Who knows? Maybe she'll be the, the villain of Spider-Man on the way home. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep on track. Yeah, she might be the uh, villain of Doctor Strange too. She's the real Aunt May. She's dating also uh, uh, Happy Hogan as well. <laughs> yeah. She's getting around. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely, you know, something fun there. Um, now, backing up. So, we mentioned some movie theater chains that are struggling and, and 2020s kind of hurt them in the pandemic. Now, one theater chain that is close to my heart because I have been to them many times and I have had many good times with them. Um, Animal Draft House it looks like they are very struggling and looking for a buyer, not exactly bankrupt, but maybe close to it. Have you guys experienced uh, Animal Draft House or no? No. Uh, no. Because uh, uh, there was rumors that when uh, Cinnabar went out of business, that they were going to buy them, but Regal swooped in and bought them. So that would have been my one chance of being Alamo coming out here. Because uh, I, unless they're unless Alamo gets out of bankruptcy and they're, whoever buys them decides to buy up uh, Regal's assets, I don't think I'll be seeing one anywhere near me, which is a damn shame. Because Alamo Drafthouse has an incredible reputation of a presentation and curation. Mm-hmm. So, Alamo, for any of y'all listening, and as well as y'all here uh, on the podcast, um, they are very hipster kind of brand. Um, very cool. Um, very young. Like, they would actually show... Like, if you go see a Spider-Man movie there, they would show clips of different Spider-Man stuff from YouTube or TV shows beforehand to kind of get you in the mood for that upcoming movie. And, you know, they, that's what the... That's the previews would be, you know, they would still have the trailers, but instead of having the Coke commercial, you know, or the guess the celebrity, you know, kind of puzzle game, they would have, hey, here's a, you know, fun little clip from this movie or TV show, you know, and they would have all the animals that I went to was... Uh, you go inside and they have uh, food that you order and they come by and the you know the prices are actually very reasonable um, pretty good food at that um, and they you know one animo that was near me um, was 3d and I did see a few 3d movies there every time I could I would because you know they had 3d movies for like eight bucks and would like oh, well, wow yeah. My wife and I were like, well, we'll go ahead and buy dinner because, hey, we could afford it. And that way it does it both two birds and one stone and we'll have a good time watching. You know, we saw Thor, uh, the third one, and we saw Wonder Woman there, the original. So we saw quite a few th- movies there. Every time I could, I would watch it there. And uh, they also had a policy where if you get too loud, the little button that you could click to help bring a server in could also be used to kick someone out. So, you know, they say you get one warning and if you're rude and loud, then 
after that one warning, they'll throw you out no refund. And basically that meant... Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were serious about that. And they were definitely something that you would people wouldn't go there if they're savages because they know they are real and you'd have a better clientele there, better people there that would not be screaming and, you know, have every the worst experiences at the movies where you have these uh people that don't know how to control their kids or talk loud or you know, scream. You know how it is. How bad people. Teenagers, people on their phones. Yeah, yeah they they would. They they were very strict about that, and I never really had too many problems with the screens. Uh, they had good times for movies. Like we would be able to go see a movie at seven thirty at night, um, premiere day before it comes out, and then have dinner. And boom, that's a great time for dinner. Great time to see a movie. I could come home, go to sleep, and not be you know one o'clock in the morning. And uh, I was always a big fan of Alamo. They would also have a lot of screenings. So I could see a lot of movies early there. Um, and they had the rain sitting. They were a really, really cool place. And if they are gone, it's going to be a big miss for me because I really enjoyed them. Um, the, one of the Alamos that I did read was closing down is the Alamo that I used to go to several times. And I, I saw several movies there over the years. So that's really sad. And that basically means that I only have two theaters within 15 miles from me. <laughs> you know, Oh Jesus, you, you need to move uh, closer to town. <laughs> I mean, I am in a town. I am in a, you know, not, it's a suburb town, but it's still, it's one of those things where one of the, the, the one of the two theaters closed down and the other one is, you know, a little bit away. So well, it's still it's it'll be a real shame, and maybe they get some money, maybe they're able to figure something out. But um, yeah, yeah. they didn't always have three D, so I didn't go there every time. But if they did, I would support them and give them three D. And uh, Alamo is always good to me, and th- they were kind of like what you would want to have in the movie theaters. Like they would really cool have um things where you would have a sing along where they would pick a movie where they have lyrics and songs and they have people, they would encourage you to sing in the theater and have, they'll bring in props to help you and you just have a big old fun time. And that was a regular thing for them. They would show classic movies. They would show indie movies. Alamo is awesome. And it's sad to see them die. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not going to die just yet, but if they do, I mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody can hope, resurrect them. Yeah, I hope whoever buys them uh, keeps them the way they are, or and if anything, put some money into them to empower them to be more than you know to improve themselves. Yes. But I just hope be they strong. don't buy them and just yeah. I hope they don't buy them and then just turn them into an extension of their chain. Right. Yeah. Like well, like what Regal like what Regal did when they bought Cinnabar. And they would actually have alcohol there, too, so you could, you know, drink and have food and watch your movie and have a good time, and it was nice. It was definitely a place that I would definitely recommend uh, to people. My experiences with Alamo were great, Um, so that's sad. Now, we got one more story here. This one is kind of a silly story. I think it's silly. 
I, I'm not a hater of Avatar. Don't get me wrong. I actually really enjoyed the movie, but it just came out and for some reason in China, and now it's back to being the number one movie of all time, which is just like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. kudos to uh, James Cameron. but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well... The this was a movie on uh, when the, when China reopened their theaters again, they sent Hollywood a list of mo- of 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 uh, reissues that they w- they pre-approved, and Avatar was one of the movies on the pre-approved list. So Disney, hey, it's free money pretty much. So Disney, and they've got Avatar movies to promote, so they went for it. Uh, so uh, Zoe Sandala, she wins either way. <laughs> <laughs> she she's the real uh, uh, the puppet master. She's pulling the strings. Yeah, she it's a win win for her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's in the two biggest movies of all time. Yes, yes, she is. And. Um... You know, you wonder if Marvel is going to be like, okay, let's try this again. We re-release Marvel, you know, again, Endgame, but I don't think they will. That's why they re-released it, to get over Avatar, because they wanted to have number one, and, you know, Avatar not having it back. Are they going to try? Is this going to be a game? I mean, Disney doesn't really care. They own both, so. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, but. Uh, I don't, but China's got all sorts of weird uh, rules about movies, and they keep changing them back and yeah. forth about what fictional depiction, you know, things they're like they don't want religion depicted, they don't want supernatural things or unproven scientific theories, and that changes back and forth what they allow. It must be incredibly frustrating to release a movie in China if you're a Western studio. Yeah. So, it don't like it didn't make like a hundred million or something. It just made a couple, and that was what it was enough to push over. You know, because mm-hmm. I know, which is kind of weird because. Ray and the Last Dragon is kind of not doing that well in in Japan. Or China. Uh, it, uh, it opened up at number three at eight million dollars. So it's just really weird that you know such a small amount uh, of money could push over to be number one uh, again. Yeah, but it just squeaked over the record. So I knew if Avatar ever got a a re-release, it would probably top Endgame. I mean, I was expecting Avatar to get re-released before Avatar Two eventually comes out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. prepare for like a 4K HDR re-release, maybe a glasses-free 3D, maybe if yeah. that ever gets off the ground. Yeah, I mean, Avatar Two is still scheduled for 2022. <laughs> Let's see. I'm not. Yeah. I don't care if it comes out or not. Yeah, I'm at this point. You know, it's if it comes out, okay. If it doesn't, okay. I mean, I'm over it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did say that it, they were done 100% of production months ago. And then the third one, they filmed two and three back to back. So they're basically sitting in a vault ready to go, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just waiting on um, the they're waiting on now if the public will come back to theaters. But I think the public's decided they love streaming. 
Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think theaters will come back. I mean, the, the box office has started coming back slowly, but surely, uh, the crudes too is kind of a clear sign of that. So, and Tom and Jerry, what I think is going to happen to theaters is what happened to arcades when gaming consoles hit the market. Uh, the shitty ones are going to die a swift death, and the best ones are going to survive, and they're going to change. Because arcades are here, I mean, still. But arcades yeah. here are like going to the Alamo Draft House. Full bars, great food, and games and, and, and games in absolute pristine condition. Yeah, we got a bar like that where you get a hot dog, but you can also drink and play games for free, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, they got older arcades, like they got Tron, they got uh, Play Choice Ten. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's it's not the nicest place, but yeah, I can see where you're going with the theater thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's going to be the same thing. I mean, because theaters aren't going to like die instantly. It's just basically going to kill the shit ones real fast. Yeah, most independent because, ones, uh, most likely, which sucks. Uh huh. Because some of them are the best. But then again, several of the independents may form a mini chain for survival. Yeah, like team up and like, hey, mm-hmm. or maybe a local chain's like, hey, we're going to require you to become even bigger. Yeah, exactly. We shall see. We shall see. We're close. We're getting closer and closer to Death 3D Show 100. So only a couple more episodes before that, and. For 100, you're going to show us video, so you're going to see us in our glory, and, uh, you know, basically what all podcasts do now, um, <laughs> which we don't do, but... Yeah, so I've, I've got to get a haircut. You don't have to do anything. If you don't want to, whatever. It is what it is. No, but I don't feel like looking like uh, Doc from Back to the Future, or, or like, or my hair is just... So unruly right now. <laughs> Get a haircut, you damn hippie. I am in a granola state, that's for sure. <laughs> that quinoa ruined y'all. <laughs> yeah. All right, with that, we'll wrap up this show. Um, you know, I, I think we had a good amount of conversation and then talk about topics. A lot of derailing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Harrison Ford running in The Fugitive. (laughs) (laughs) But we did more than once. (laughs) So, listeners uh, and or watchers, comment if you can and tell us, who do you want to be Superman? Are you excited to go back to the theaters? Have you gone to your vaccine yet? Um, what are your thoughts on WandaVision? Comment below and you know we'll try to read them if there's a lot of comments. Um, definitely want your interaction. Please like, heart, comment, um, subscribe, uh, follow, whatever um, to help us grow. We're doing what we can to survive in this pandemic, and, you know, it's a hard time for us the 3D fans, but we're going to try and survive, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. If it's not feasible to keep going, then it's not feasible, but we're going to try. 
most other people would have given up by now. And for now, at least, we want to keep going. And hopefully, you can show your support by liking this page and commenting. That does help because people will see it. And, you know, that helps morale. And morale is something that we definitely need more of here in 3D or yeah. shooting. Or if your grandfather's brother's sister happens to work at Sony and gets us cool insider tips to Spider-Man 3, let us know at 3DRTD.com. <laughs> yeah, you can email us and have an email there. Um, obviously, we'll have to verify the information somehow. <laughs> no, no, we don't. This is a podcast. No, we don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll just put a disclaimer on <laughs> the source of our source here. <laughs> yeah. Some guy we used to know. <laughs> Some guy we never met. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess that's it for us. Bye. All right. Bye, uh, everybody. But wait, there's more. All right. We are back for more news. And today, er, for this section of the podcast, uh, I only have uh, Classic Jake with me. Howdy, folks. And uh, we, during the editing process, there's things that uh, happened before I edit it and after I, you know, get to post it. So this is actually a good time where I can add this new section. So what do you want to talk about first, Jake? Ah, let's talk about probably the big story for um, 3D fans. Uh, The change in the status of Black Widow in the other Marvel movies. So this was something that we're kind of thinking was going to (laughs) happen, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, it was still scheduled for early May, and... I feel like the pandemic is starting to wind down a little bit. And, you know, vaccines are going out in a decent clip in America. Uh, but not fantastic. You know, we have reached over 100 million va- people vaccinated in, in less than 100 days of President Biden's off uh, term. So that's great. But, you know, I'm still struggling to get my vaccine. I don't know about you. <laughs> um, I haven't even... Uh, the Maybe they're thinking... Maybe the end of April, beginning of May, I might be able to get one. So, the the May date for um, Black Widow was like, okay, that's still pretty decent. You know, depending where you are in the United States, things are going to open up and you could get, uh, or anyone could get a vaccine, but they're still going to prioritize certain groups. It just, um, a little bit, depending where you are. So... I was kind of thinking that maybe they wouldn't change this, but then, you know, more likely, all right, they'll push it back a couple weeks. So we got more than a couple weeks. We got a month and change. So when is Black Widow now released, Jake? Uh, Isn't it uh, just before the 4th of July weekend? Actually, July 9th. Ah, I don't know why I was thinking it was July 3rd. So, um... This basically led to a big chain of events of Disney pushing everything back. Um, So, Free Guy coming out August 13th, which I would love that to be 3D. I don't think it will be, but 
That would no, be... it wasn't. I don't think it was filmed in 3D. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is now going to be September, where it was July 9th. Yeah, yeah, yet another date change. Um, and the King's Man is now December 22nd. Um, went from August. So that was been a whole other year to being delayed. Mm-hmm. Now, Kingsman uh, movies, depending on where you are in the world, they have been 3D. And not for us, unfortunately, but I think in England, the second one came out in 3D. Yeah, I haven't seen any um, home video releases of it in 3D, unfortunately. Do you like those movies? Yeah. Are they fun? Yeah, a lot of fun. Based on a great comic series. Way better than I thought from the trailers. <laughs> and uh, so, they also pushes another movie, Cruella, um, which Cruella is going to, um, I don't think it's a 3D movie. Oh. I had, I have never seen anything saying it was. Um, but yeah, it's also going day and date uh, in the premiere. So, kids... You want to see Black Widow or Cruella? It's going to be thirty bucks, unless you got unless you're super patient. So that's an additional part of here. You can't do the premiere now. You know, I'm hoping to get the vaccine before July, and I would rather go to the theater than to watch it at home if I have the vaccine. I feel like. What about you? <laughs> uh, the way th- how. It- before things shut down completely, the theaters near me were empty enough at certain times, uh, armed with uh, my UVC light. And yes, I'm uh, enough. I'm an idiot, but I'm I'm smart enough to not burn myself or blind myself with one of these lights. Uh, I sanitize the hell out of my seat before I sit my little butt down. Okay, not so little, but uh, down to watch a movie. Because uh, if I want to see it bad enough, I'll uh, take the precautions t- to limit my risks. So, um, obviously for us, we really can't see these any of these movies in 3D at home, um, legally, <laughs> I know of. Um, yeah. So, going to the theater is the only way to really do this, because, I mean, you know, it may take months, if not if ever, for some of these movies to get a 3D Blu-ray release. You know, some movies haven't gotten it, and some do, and some are limited, and it's just a whole lot easier for us to watch it in the theater, 3D, if it's Yeah, uh, since this pandemic has started, I think the only of these movies that have gotten a 3D release has been Trolls 2. Yeah. Um no but I, haven't, I don't think I uh Wonder Woman 84 is getting one, but it hasn't come out yet. So Corilla's May 28th now. Um what are your thoughts on that just to have for sake? It looked like, it looked really interesting sticking Cruella in kind of a London's uh 70s punk scene. Is rather inspired and kind of interesting, kind of a punk light to um, Alex Cox's Sid and Nancy movie. 
It kind of reminds me of the Joker. Yeah, kind of. Um, and, and they're probably were Disney. Sometimes is not the most original studio. I mean, for the most part, a lot of the Disney live-action movies based on their properties have been 3D, such as Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and I guess Cruella is based on 101 Dalmatians. Um, <laughs> so, in theory, this should be a 3D movie. I don't know for sure. I haven't heard anything about it, but maybe. Yeah, I mean... um, these days, 3D is such an afterthought, it's frustrating for fans of the format, because it's like, I for something that's a premium charge, you think they would be more wanting to get us to pony up the money and tell us, instead of having it a big secret. Yeah, um, especially Disney, because, you know, they make you know, their movies did make the most amount of money, you know, so you would think, yeah, pony it up, give me extra money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since they're going to, uh, they're going to about to be run by the guy who, uh, who I think ran the parks into the ground by cutting corners so much, but hey, each their own, but you think he would want to maximize profits, but I don't know. It's just not a good time to be a 3D fan right now. Um, so back to Black Widow. It's been delayed for a whole year now. That's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, but it's now coming out day and date. Like we uh, uh, said, it's going to be on. Um, you pony you hat you you sign up for. Um, Disney Plus, and uh, you stick pay another thirty bucks, and there you got your Black Widow. And I'm like, f that. I hope the theaters are open, and I'm hoping it's got uh, 3D. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because I imagine that the, you know the theaters did protest, and we we're like, nah, we're not going to watch Raya. Um, we're not going to po- put up Raya because it wasn't, um, it had the premiere access, and they were, you know, really fighting it. Now, are they going to fight the, uh, Disney on this, on, to have, um, you know, Cruella and, um, Black Widow? I cannot imagine that they may pick and choose, and they may say, all right, we'll do Black Widow, but Cruella, I think they're just pass on, and they're, you know, but who uh, knows? I think, I think the reason Disney didn't make these, these announcements at their uh, shareholders meeting they just had a little while back is because they were tr- they were talking to uh, theater chains and distributors trying to smooth everything over with percentages and all the other things. Uh, so I figure they may all go along more or less. Uh, we'll see. Uh, if they make announcements, because right now the only chain that said anything about anything is uh, a Cineworld, and, and it had nothing to do with Disney. It was all Warner Brothers. Because Cinemark uh, said no to Raya, right? Yep. 
Now, yeah, they... now I feel like Cruella either is going to be a huge hit or a complete flop. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out if Emma Stone can sell a movie and how much of an interest is in 70s uh, English punk. It does seem interesting, but at the same time, it's so hard to like a character like Cruella. I mean, the Joker it's uh, um is different, I guess, because um he's such a weird kind of character, and m- maybe they'll do the Joker with this and make the villain into a really interesting and well developed character that you you know could relate to. But I don't relate to someone that wants to skin you know puppies. puppies. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, because that's her one trait: skins puppies. And, you know, I'm one of the people that definitely thinks PETA is crazy. But at the same time, I do kind of think, hey, you don't, ap- you know, unless it's between freezing to death. And, you know, you should be able to be fine with fake fur. Like, you know, there's no need to kill all these animals for fur unless you absolutely have to. But, you know, to survive. No. I'd rather just get fake fur. That's fine. And and I'm very much for, you know, ethical treatment of animals and, and de- treating animals with respect and decency, you know. So it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I love dogs. I don't want to kill them. Or puppies even. It's even worse. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... Who knows what Corella's going to be like. I, I really I think it's going to be one of those, like I said... Either be a super hit, make a billion dollars, and you know, be like, "Wow, no one expected this movie." And then, or, "Oh yeah, everyone hates that movie," and just completely yeah. flops. So, well, remember, I predicted nothing was going to break a billion this year. So let's see if my pred- year prediction uh, holds up. Because I don't think any, I don't even think Black Widow is going to, or I don't even think Fast Nine is going to make a billion. So, back to Black Widow. Um, it's fascinating to see that they have not decided to put this up on uh, Disney Plus with Premiere Access already. That they didn't, they really st- stayed their ground and said, nah, we're going to put this in the theaters one way or another eventually. I guess it's that important to f- the next phase of Marvel movies. I don't know. Um, well, with uh, you're talking Shang-Chi? With Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow is going uh, for uh, uh, premiere access. No, what I'm saying is I I find it interesting that, you know, they refuse to put that, you know, just on Disney Plus. That they couldn't, you know, over the last year, they didn't say screw it and just put it up on Disney Plus. You know, they waited this amount of time to have it out, you know. Uh, Money. They probably put, they got so much money tied up in it. And who knows what the contracts are. Now, Shang-Chi is interesting, too, because we haven't seen a little bit of information on that movie. We just, you know, we haven't seen a teaser. We haven't seen anything. And same thing with um, Eternals. Eternals is now a 2022 movie. Yeah. And, of course, I'm really, um, really looking forward to uh, Shang-Chi because I, I love to- uh, Tony Lung chi Wei. Uh, and uh, this will be like his first Western movie, really. 
Now, another thing got changed up with a Disney uh, animated movie got basically thrown off from theatrical release and is now only going to be um, a, a, a Disney Plus movie. Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Luca. And we didn't talk about this earlier. Um, the trailer came out for it. It seemed fine. Um, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. Um, you want to mention what Luca is to the audience? Yeah, just a Pixar a coming of age movie about sea monsters. So the the trailer shows it looks like a European or Spanish um, area, and these kids, yeah. these two children, that are playing, and then they jump into the water and become mermaids or mer. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a cross between Call Me by Your Name and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, um, what's a merman woman? Mermaid, human, man—I don't know. <laughs> it's a, 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 and it's an aquatic Mediterranean. <laughs> it's a whatever that creature was from um, that one movie came out a couple years ago. Yeah, the, yeah, the shape of water. <laughs> All right, they're Atlanteans. There, done. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so it looked cute. Um, surprised that that's not getting a theatrical release anymore. I guess the animated movies are not really going to be a big thing anymore with the soul now not being, uh, you know, getting it. Well, it got a theatrical release in China and it made a good amount of money in China, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, I imagine Luca might do something similar. It might get a release somewhere. I'm just hoping, unlike Soul, it gets a 3D Blu ray release. Because as much as I liked Soul, I. I refuse to absolutely purchase it on home video unless I can have it in 3D. Now, um, other... So, are you still excited for Black Widow? <laughs> I'm... I guess. I kind of feel like, you know, we said this before, the movie should have come out like 10 years ago. It should have been like Phase 2 or Phase 1, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it should have came out after Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um. So, it, it's it's hard to be hyped about it and you know the fact that it took this long to finally do it and people were you know it's just like okay you really kind of saw some of the uh unfortunate sexism in, in disney marvel they're like oh we'll never make money and we can't sell the toys and all that garbage and uh, uh, now uh, i mean and now feige's in control of things it doesn't have to doesn't have to take orders from mike putterman so we get we'll get better merch. So I guess it's gonna be a bit. There's a big revelation for for next phase of Marvel in there, and I have no idea what it could be. I, I you know, it's one of those things where I think it could have been you know before the pandemic a really solid you know six hundred million dollars, not a billion, just because um, you know we already know what happens to Black mm-hmm. Widow eventually in Endgame, but. I never imagined it being a huge, huge hit, um, but now I, it's hard to... It, maybe the hype for being delayed for a year might become too big on it, you know? Well, it also might be people are desperate for content of Marvel variety. I mean, just look at how nuts people went over WandaVision. Well, oh, I love I WandaVision. Mean, was, oh, I mean, I liked it too. In fact, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, even with getting trolled, which I appreciate, I appreciate a good troll when it's harmless fun because uh, nobody got hurt 
by the Evan Peters reveal. Uh, but and uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier shaping up to be good too. Uh, even though I think some fanboys were screaming bloody murder that it's I think some of it hits too close to home and hits some hits some real life truths that I don't think some people want in their entertainment. But hey, I thought I really liked it. You know, one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, and the bank scene, oh man, was that intense. When he was in the bank getting the loan. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, it, it's interesting to see that everything's getting pushed back. And, you know, well, other we don't know that much more for scheduling for Marvel if other things got pushed back, but I assume so. Yeah, and, Sony's in, and Sony's involved in this uh, too, because uh, uh, far from the movie that is we think is no uh, called a no the Spider-Man No Way Home has been pushed back to December. Yeah, is that still uh, going to be December? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, are they still going to call it uh uh No Way Home or are they going to call it Home for the Holidays? Make it a Christmas movie. I mean, who knows at this point. Uh I mean, we're not going to know a lot of stuff until uh, until somebody's a canary, a real canary in the coal mine, and because uh, so far every movie that's really opened, uh, the results have been okay. But because so few things are open and so few people are going to movies, any of the few places that are open, uh, and part of that is that people don't know. Because uh, there has been no advertising. I mean, where I live, theaters were completely shut down, but they never announced when they let them start opening up. So some there's been some in- indie theaters around here that opened up, and they shut down again because literally they had no customers because nobody knew they had opened back up. So we'll definitely see how, how everything else wraps up. Um, it's, it's It's interesting because... If Disney's going to do it, I imagine other people are going to maybe move on too. You might get like a whole, you know, I said this before, avalanche that once Disney moves, everything else is going to move to counter and to fill in the gaps and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would figure in the next day or two, uh, and you'll probably get an addition to another podcast. <laughs> uh, Double edition. Because, yeah, because... You'll hear this, and and you'll might know what's happened already, because I'm I I'm thinking tomorrow and the next or the next day, we're gonna hear from Universal and Paramount, and they're gonna respond to this shift. And then, of course, we have the Warner Brother news. What's the Warner Brother news? Ah. They, uh, their day and date that they did this year with HBO Max, they're not continuing it into 2022. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they're doing some sort of deal with Regal. Hmm. I don't, this means their movies are going to be exclusive for 30 days in Regals or what, but we'll find out. I'm sure we'll know more in the next coming days. But uh, Cineworld, which owns Regal, 
and other chains outside the United States. Uh, they're opening back up in April, and their first move, big movie is going to be Godzilla vs. Kong. Let's hope this includes lots of 3D uh, screenings. Yeah, let's hope. And uh, it's, it's definitely interesting to see how, you know, the, the backlash between Warner Brothers and the same time, I imagine a lot of people are really happy with Warner Brothers with uh, HBO Max now because they're like, oh, I don't have to go to the movies, you know? And yeah. just depend, we've got, it's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, Godzilla versus Kong does first on the theaters versus, um, you know, if, like, if you see a press release from Warner Brothers, biggest HBO Max numbers ever. And the box office is like two million or something, or ten million. You know that might be a big indicator that hey, people are staying at home. They're not watching this in the theater. They don't care. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. I mean, uh, we three D fanatics um, uh, still are into theater going. That's because streaming options for three D are almost non-existent. At least in the United and- States. Yeah, and even places that they have them, they're still pretty minuscule. It's not like there's channels with hundreds and hundreds of 3D uh, movies and TV shows to watch and binge to your heart's content. It's just a couple of pay uh, pay-per-view titles. Now, we do got some DC movie news. Ah. I don't know if you heard about this. Um... So we got uh, Zatanna writer. Uh, or ah, another, uh, another Warner Brothers announcement. So They the, must be trying to use the stock. The director of Promising Young Woman, um, which is just became a big hit apparently, um, and mm. she, she's going to be doing Zatanna, which absolutely love that idea. Zatanna's a very interesting, fun character, and she definitely deserves her limelight, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. People forget she's a legacy character, because um, uh, originally Zat- um, Zatara uh, or Zatan—I cannot remember—he was just another one of those uh, Mandrake the Magician ripoffs in the Golden Age comics, uh, who uh, who faded away, and then somebody thought it was a great idea to uh, give him a daughter, and wow. Uh, she, she was a great character design and has become a great character. So I'm really looking forward to there being a Satana movie. Um, she, you know, has been super magical, just in case you don't know anything about her. Um, she's like mm-hmm. one of the top tier magical people in DC Comics right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her magic, she just, she speaks backwards and uh, she's always uh, been uh, portrayed as a magician. Um Usually in uh, heels and uh, fishnets. And uh, her character, the reason she wore the fishnets is so you wouldn't pay attention to her hands while she was doing a magic trick. Or she actually. She's always been. A magician, and then a, both literally and. Ma- you know. Uh huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And lately she's been kind of on and off girlfriend of Constantine in the comics. Yeah. And she's teamed up with Batman a lot over the years. Yeah, there's quite a few animated movies with Zatanna, and she's fun in almost all of them. And I, um, 
Yeah, she's off and on um, with magic. Like, she actually, you know, will perform at Vegas or something. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I actually am a magician. And, and I'm like, actually, legitimately have magic. It's not just an act. and But I have that, do the act for money, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's lots of great episodes of her and, uh, you know, the Batman, you know, animated adventures. It's actually really funny because, um, you know, that's how she makes money. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we just had the, epi- the one episode of um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And you're like, yeah, isn't there like a money for superheroes? And it's like, no, not really. And it's like, hey, um, yeah, that's a good idea because, you know, superheroes don't necessarily make a huge amount of money except for, you know, Batman and Iron Man. But, like, you know, people are struggling and Spider-Man struggles and it's kind of just a fun little nod that, hey, she has a job and she, you know, it is what it is. You gotta survive. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love the new Superman and Lois show on the CW, but there's one thing that's really bugging me about it is that, they, like, Superman and Lois don't have jobs that really could support their family so it's like yeah um how are you paying for everything and you know yeah superman's a coach that's that's (laughs) why they're living on uh, that's why they're living in mom's house well true but it's just with like yeah but still groceries i guess they have savings but you know oh they have a farm they can grow food Yeah, uh, I always wondered, like, you know, Superman, like, grabbing the carbon and making a diamond and selling. Yeah. And going to the pawn shop and selling it for cat. And it was, like, going, you can't keep bringing these diamonds in, Clark, because uh, we can't sell them off fast as bring them in. I said, I didn't know your, the Kent farm had so many diamonds on it. <laughs> you just, you know... <laughs> Super speed to other parts of the world. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's really unethical and not Superman like. But you know, oh, I'm sure he's uh done it. Like I'm sure he's flown to China to bring back Dan Dan noodles for Lois for date night. <laughs> <laughs> um, other DC news. We got a villain for Shazam, two. Ah, ah. Now, Shazam 2, uh, which is uh, Fury of the Gods, I think it is, right? Yep, that's the title I've heard. Um, that Miss Helen Mirren is going to be the villain Hesperia. Ah, interesting. You may know who Hesperia is, listeners. She is a daughter of Atlantis. And I wonder if this is going to tie into Aquaman somehow. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what I, I saw an article about her being uh, Atlantean. Um, so I definitely think, I mean, I, I dig, um, Momoa's Aquaman and I think him and Shazam would have great chemistry together. Yep, exactly. I could just hear him going, my man, <laughs> to Shazam. <laughs> um, I, I think that's going to be a tons of fun. Um, and then there's there's now since a lot of people really seem to love um, the Snyder cut, which we will talk about on the show uh, eventually on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more talk about Snyder bringing back the Snyder 
kind of universe and having Justice League 2 and, you know, maybe actually being Man of Steel and, uh, or going back in there and doing some stuff. So, you know, I definitely, I mean, you can't have a four-hour theatrical movie, but, you know, Snyder impressed the hell out of me when it comes to a Justice League. So, um, I'm game. Uh, I know. I think everybody's game except Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers isn't interested right now. Um, right now, I would just Warner Brothers did this. Uh, I'm not, you know, by do it, letting Zack Snyder do this. Uh, not surprised because they have a history of correcting their wrongs in movies, but I'm surprised they did it this quickly. It usually takes a decade or more for them to uh, let a filmmaker fix a movie you know like do like the exorcist or um eyes wide shut uh superman 2 blade runner, blade runner i mean there's lots and lots at least they do it i mean there's some studios uh fans have been waiting decades for movies to get corrected but warner brothers has a long history i could we could go on and on whether it's like the Big Sleep, uh, releasing on home video both versions of that. Um, uh, A Star is Born, uh, the George Kukorv one from the 50s. I mean, I I will fight anyone that doesn't agree with me that says that a Donner cut is vastly superior to the original Superman 2. Yep, exactly. Um, I, I think the Donner cut, I was again surprised when I watched that and I was like, Hell yeah, I love this. I think this is way better, and it, it just makes more sense. And, uh, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also like his longer cut for a uh, lethal uh, weapon. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot, of, a lot of stuff coming, and I imagine we're going to have a lot more of these uh, podcasts mm-hmm. to talk about, because... Yeah. And uh, I still hope that Warner Brothers sees the light and lets and releases... David Ayer's um, version of uh, Suicide Squad. It would be perfect to promote the new Suicide Squad movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's already locked and loaded, and they really wouldn't have to spend any money to do it. And all it would be is just making money for them. We shall see. We shall see how it all works out. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how... It just... There's a, there's so many things that are moving parts to the, the movie industry right now, and a lot of anxious people that, you know, worry that cinema's going to die. And, you know, it's, it's right now it's evolving. It's, it's definitely not going to be the same cinema as it was 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago. Heck, it's not even going to be the same as a year ago or two years ago. <laughs> things are, I mean, things are changing. Uh, it, nobody knows where it's going to land exactly. Um, streaming. But then everything's so fragmented in streaming, it now costs more to subscribe to streaming service than to have a cable bill. You know, Avatar's making a whole bunch of money right now being released overseas. Who knows? Maybe Disney be like, screw it. Let's push that up. <laughs> it's done. And maybe we'll get yeah. it like in the summer and it'll be a huge success because people are thirsty for you know a big action movie. And... Um, who knows? You know, we've been making fun of Avatar 2 for years, and be like, that's never coming out. Maybe it does come out. Maybe it does come out 
and it's a huge hit. Maybe it comes out and it gets pushed up to to fit the schedule. Who knows? Who knows? We're in a weird time right now. Yep. And also, uh, right now, China is really the biggest cinema market in the world right now. And that may be the way it is moving forward. So you may um, start seeing more and more movies uh, pander to the Chinese audience on various levels. I mean, it's it's not all bad. Uh, so don't look at it as me saying, oh, woe is cinema. No, no, no. It's just... It's just a new set of realities, and and it can be really good moving forward. I mean, it can be bad, but, you know, I don't think it's necessarily bad. And, and you know, to, to wrap this up, let's, uh, um, let's mention this. It's not an easy topic, but um, there's been a lot of hate to Asians um, over the past year because of the COVID, coronavirus, and uh, we don't accept that. It's not acceptable to yeah. hate. It's completely yeah. horrifying to, to – that's not okay. It's not okay to bully. It's not okay to make fun. No, it's not their fault. It's not the South Africa's fault there's a variant there. It's not the UK's fault there's a variant from there. There's not. It's not anyone's fault. A virus will come and wherever it wants to go and it doesn't matter. And it's not acceptable to bully, harass, assault, and or kill anyone because of their ethnicity, race, creed, religion – uh, sexual orientation, if they're trans, if they're gay, if they're straight, if they're Christian, whatever. Muslim, not acceptable. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Coexist. Coexist. And treat people with respect and dignity and honor. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many Asian people listen to us, but, you know, we, we definitely going to take a stand and say that you can't, you can't tolerate this crap. Exactly. It's it's not acceptable. Never was, never will be. Stop it. With that, uh, we'll wrap up this addition to the show. So, super big episode of the 3D Show. And uh, that's it for us. Bye. Bye. But wait, there's more! Oh, we got even more for you, um, listeners, viewers, whatever, um, fans. We got news on Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Now, this movie got delayed from June 25th to September 17th, 2021. Um, it makes sense to me. I, I like the idea of having that be a fall movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, opening up just before uh, the spooky season or the start of the spooky season for some people. Because it seems like a movie that kind of the autumn time of year would kind of... Uh, Make you kind of want to go see a symbiote uh, bite heads off and all sorts of gruesome, cool things. Um, we obviously disagree with uh, our appreciation for the first movie. <laughs> Where I hate the movie and you like it enough, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought Tom Hardy was awesomely over the top, and I can't look at a lot. I can't think of lobsters without thinking of this scene in the restaurant. So, um, we haven't seen anything about this movie either. So, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll have some extra time to put in a cameo from uh, Tom Holland, and, you know, hopefully, maybe. <laughs> or we might find out if, if this. If if the Sony verse is gonna connect, 
or not. I'm thinking maybe not, because if they were going to connect, they'd probably be after Spider-Man, but we'll, we'll see. Or it might connect. We'll see. I'm thinking they're kind of... They're kind of shaking the order of these movies from how they originally were going to come out. So I'm guessing the st- the end cr- scenes are going to be shuffled too. So uh, kind of speaking of the Sony universe, now we didn't mention this before. I guess it just got lost in the shuffle of stuff. Um, but uh, the Jared Leto Morbius movie is no longer a 2021 movie. It's a 2022 movie now. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a few of the movies we thought they were going to definitely release this year, they've pushed off to 2022, uh, and that's one of them. Uh, and we'll we'll see. I mean, so far the stuff they've released looks interesting, but it's kind of hard. Uh, Morbius is a great character. Let's see. What, we'll see what they do with it. And Jared Leto is a pretty is a what am I saying? Pretty good. He's a really good actor. Um, I mean, uh, and he got to redeem himself as a Joker In the for Snyder the Snyder Cup. Cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, yeah, you know, what's amazing about that scene, him and Ben Affleck were not in the same room when they did that. Hmm. It was shot separately and composited together. It felt so much they were in each other's face. That oh. was amazing. Amazing acting and uh, editing. So, it's going to January, um, the Morbius, and January used to be a dumping ground where anything, nothing good comes out in January. Now, with everything with COVID and and movie delays, I don't think that really is going to matter. I think once everything is is really, really 100%, you know, back to normal, which should be potentially the summer, um, you know, I imagine the dates will get cleared up and, and... Maybe things will move, not because of COVID, just because they want to, you know, they think a better box office will, will be, you know, for a certain date and time. Maybe this will get pushed back up. Who knows? It's it's really, you know, it's in flux and uh, things are going to, but I think Venom is a smart decision. You know, I don't think that's a good summer movie anyway. So, all right. I guess that's going to be it for this second additional part to the podcast. Bye. Bye. But wait, there's more. Oh, we're back, Jake. Part four. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. Old old man Jake is a uh, is your is your last fellow podcaster standing in this marathon. So uh, we mentioned before that you're probably going to have more news, and more news popped up. So we're just going to keep adding to this podcast and. If it becomes a Snyder Cut of podcasts and it's like three hours long, then so be it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're exercising on the treadmill while listening to this, you're going to get in shape just on this one listen alone. All right, so we got two topics we're going to talk about in this section. Um, first up is we got some news on Black Adam. Um, and that we have another character revealed to be in that movie, which is that of Pierce Brosnan as the character of Dr. Fate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say it's pretty obvious they're going with the uh, Kent Nelson uh, version of the character. Uh, reminding listeners at home or 
any list, just anyone hearing this, who Dr. Fate is. Yeah, he's a Golden Age DC character uh, who um, has his helmet uh, <coughs> and he's um, and in various incarnations he's uh, either works with, possessed by, or controls Naboo. Because in the comics he was a archaeologist, kind of an Indiana Jones light type, uh, but a little bit of kind of a uh, sophisticated because he had his wife Enza, and they lived in a, a tower <coughs> in New England, and uh, and he was like one of the uh, best Golden Age magic characters. Um, I For- give you, I'll give you some more. Um, he is a mastery of magic, a spellcaster, superhuman strength, telekinesis, tele- telepathy. Teleportation, heating factor, astral projection, and so forth. He's known to be in gold and blue colors, and is basically one of the more magical, most powerful magical entities. Um, I say entity because it basically means that like the spirit of a god is inside of a human being, so he has these godlike powers. Um, it's mm-hmm. basically yeah, the, yeah, but- the original version. I think this was the inspiration for Doctor Strange, right? Oh, one of them. The big inspiration. Almost all magic characters come from Mandrake the Magician. Because he was a wildly popular uh, newspaper strip. And everything from Zantara to Chando. Just about every magic character was inspired. Uh, Doctor Fate was was one of the more what I would consider more creative inspirations. For starters, he didn't wear a black tuxedo and a top hat. And he was part of the original Justice Society of America. Um, and mm-hmm. so he is incredibly powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's also he's also one of the more interesting characters. Because like I said, there's been very many versions of the character. Uh, the Golden Age version it was... You know, you had Kent Nelson, and then later he was married. Had his wife, Enza, and they were became Dr. Fate together. Uh, and, and all this stuff has been reconned over and over and over again, so your mileage may vary. Now You've he, got about 80 years of material to read if you're interested. Now, he hasn't been in any movies that I know of. Um, Live-action movies, to be specific. He's been in plenty of animated stuff. Um, now mm-hmm, he, and he's been on TV. His helmet has mostly been on TV, and and the character has shown up briefly. Yeah, he was on Smallville, um, which I actually thought that was a pretty good episode or so, um, way mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, yeah, let, and of course he's been, uh, the helmet has been on Constantine, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. and So as we get to the actor himself, Pierce Brosnan. I love Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I was one of the people who was hoping they were going to cast uh a later version of Fate, but if they're going to go the Kent Nelson route, there's nobody better, I think, for the part than Pierce Brosnan. I mean, uh, I, I've loved him since Remington Steel. I mean, he's got great, he's got great uh, comic timing, uh, and 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 Bond. We really and between Remington Steel and Bond, we know he can handle action. So you know, it's going to be he's great. And for people who are concerned about this 
movie with all being set in the Middle East and not having any Middle Eastern that many Middle Eastern actors, there's still plenty of characters that you know are. I mean, they haven't cast um, a Black Adam's wife yet and his adopted son. Uh, of course, I, I imagine the main reason they haven't announced the wife character yet because in the comics her name is Isis. So I imagine they're wanting to come up with a, 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 a reasonable change to that, like Legends of Tomorrow did when they featured the character. Um, so, you know, Pierce Brasman and Elsa have been in a lot of executive producing positions um, since acting. And I, I liked him <gasps> as Bond. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I loved mm-hmm. him as Bond, um, but he is good enough. And I think he's like after bond he's like so much better <laughs> as an actor oh he's done all, i mean i mean he uh did the remake of the thomas crown affair which was wildly successful uh i mean he's in ghost rider uh i mean he's done lots of cool things and he's done some great work on television like the sun and so I he's mean, an inspired choice this is i could not imagine a better person for this <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I can't imagine a better actor to play Kent Nelson than Pierce Brosnan. Oh, he was—he would have been—he was one of my choices. I was hoping was going to get the part of of Cable because I thought he would have been a good choice to for that for Deadpool movies. So that's definitely exciting. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has said, "Such a pleasure to announce a final member of the Justice Society as badass statesman, Mister Pierce Brosnan." Um, so yeah, he. This is going to be great. I mean, I absolutely can't wait for Black Adam. I, I, I know there's going to be a trailer out soon, um, and I, I think that's going to be super exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. That's glad. I'm glad to see there's, this isn't in like development hell. It's actually progressing and moving forward because it's been so long. I mean, Black Adam was announced before Shazam became a reality, and Shazam is, heck, they're already working on the second one. Yeah, and, you know, Black Adam is a big character in the Shazam universe, so um, I wonder how much Black Adam will be in Shazam 2, uh, and how much of him he's not, or if they're going to just give him an inkling, because it, he really is the, the arch-nemesis, you know, one of the main ones of Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, yeah, it was always hilarious, because the... Black Adam in in the in the in the Golden Age, he only appeared once, which I always thought was a uh, a shame because he's one of Otto Binder's uh, best creations uh, for, in the Captain Marvel slash uh, Shazam uh, universe. But when they uh, revived Shazam, uh, they brought him back in force and gave him uh, the Namor uh, personality transplant, and the rest has been history. And it was a great choice because he's one of the greatest anti-heroes uh, in comics of all time. So this is definitely exciting news. And um, we also got a, a, a brand new trailer. just came out today. So this section of the podcast is being recorded on February 26th, 2021. Um, it's uh, about... Uh, yeah? It's not... It's March... March, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Record Okay, this podcast is being recorded on March 26th. 
2021 at almost 6 p.m. Standard Central Standard Time. Almost. Uh, more things may change um, as we edit and upload this thing. <laughs> um, so the other big news was a trailer to Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Let me get that right. The Suicide Squad from James Gunn for Warner Brothers. And this, I think, looks awesome. Yeah, we got a red band trailer for an R-rated movie. The only not and, awesome thing about this is that we don't know about 3D. Yeah, and the way things are going, it could be hit or miss. Uh, I guess somebody should have, maybe James Gunn is hanging around on uh, social media, so give him an ask. He might tell you. I have, actually. Um, asked him on Twitter. Uh, no response yet, but I'm not. I'm not expecting it, really. But that would be awesome if I got confirmation from him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible. Uh, and this op- and this trailer has probably the best use of Steely Dan's music of all time, using their song Dirty Work, which is absolutely perfection. And uh, you have... So, Suicide Squad... The, the Suicide Squad is... The reboot of the Suicide Squad movie that mm-hmm. came. <laughs> yeah, but it's not much of a reboot because we still got Amanda Waller and uh, and and Flag. Of course, we got a whole bunch new uh, characters. Uh, Peacemaker, along with his uh, toilet uh, lid uh, helmet, <laughs> according to uh, oh god, Deadshot, isn't that? Oh, I'm now confused. Who's Idris Elba playing again? Because they keep, I keep hearing different names, and now I'm getting confused. Yeah, I mean, we do got some people reprising their roles, um, and I think those mm-hmm. people are perfectly fine in those roles. So why reprise them, uh, or why change that? So Harley Quinn is still Margaret Robbie, which she owns that character. So um, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine and with she's, that. She's awesome in this trailer. And Amanda yeah, Waller, Davis. Yeah, she volunteers to go back and get, uh, go back inside so they can rescue her because she's so touched that they came to rescue her. Uh, Elgis Elba is playing Bloodsport. Ah, okay. Uh, a real D-lister, which is why I can't remember his name at all. Well, that's part of the fun of Suicide Squad comics. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Peter Capaldi is a comet-accurate version of the thinker. <laughs> you know, why, why couldn't we have had him in uh, on the Flash TV show? That would have been incredible. And um, we got Joy Courtney as reprising his role as Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Because, as always, I have to recycle this joke every time. Boomerangs always come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so does a joke. Um, it's the force of nature. It has to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, like you said before, uh, Joel Kinman, Kinnaman is Red, Rick Flag, which is the same Rick Flag from the 2016 movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I th- I'm i surprised how much hate uh, that movie, this 2016 movie, got. Uh, I mean, I definitely think it's flawed, but I actually enjoyed it for what it was. 
Uh, I really want to see David Ayer's cut, you know, of this. So, uh, release the Ayer's cut, bitches. Um, and, you know, some fun stuff in here. We got Sylvester Stallone as King Shark, which we actually get to see yeah. on the screen. Uh-huh, get to see him in action, too. And get to see a real proper head-biting uh, scene. And it's R-rated glory. Um, now, King Shark's really fun because they have actually had him in live action in The Flash. And um, I actually like The Flash version more than this one. Uh, I don't know about you. Yeah, I thought... Th- yeah, believe it or not, the CGI is better on the Flash TV show uh, for King Shark. But a tra- but we don't know uh, if a King Shark is going to have more work done on him in the movie because sometimes trailers have unfinished effects. And um, King Shark in the Flash TV show um, is like actually very scary looking, like pretty badass. Where here he's mm-hmm. a lot more rounded and a lot more, um, you know, I guess like a shark looking. Um, where King mm-hmm. Shark on the Flash has like a a, a pack and is a humanist. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The the King Shark here kind of looks more like Bro Shark. Um, in some ways, it reminds me a little bit of uh, King Shark in the Harley Quinn cartoon. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which I absolutely fine with because I actually, uh, I dig that show. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I remember all the rumors, I mean, because, you know, because Ron Funches did the voice on uh, the Harley Quinn show. There was rumors he was going to do it in this show. There was rumors Taika Waititi was going to do it. But Sylvester Stallone is, according to this trailer, he's King Shark. And that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, that King Shark on Harley Quinn cartoon is so, like, not at all what you expect him to be. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And King Shark here is, in this trailer, it was like everything you've always imagined King Shark. Violent. I mean, he rips a guy in half. <laughs> and he's constantly eating people. And then uh, John Cena as Peacemaker. Even in the little clips we got, I love him. Uh huh. His comic timing is superb. He's he's proving that uh, cock blockers was not a fluke. He's got real comic timing. And I love the fact that they are being extremely comically accurate to the fault. And I love it. I. Love, 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 love it because it makes it more fun. They, you know, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the co- the outfits have been upgraded because I mean, Polka Dot Man originally wore just like a jump, a jumper with dots on it and a little, uh, little kind of hood helmet thing. Uh, but this is a modern uptake. But the- Polka Dot Man's outfit looked amazing. Yeah, but it still is ridiculous for what it is. And it's going to be fun speculating on these characters, who's going to die, and how, when they're going to die, and who's going to survive. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think they're the it's updated to work, but it's also ridiculous how it, it is accurate. It, it's a... A wonderful balance, I think. Uh-huh. Suicide Squad gets to fight the Justice League's first villain. Starro! 
That was completely unexpected to me. Oh, God, I screamed. Uh, I was in hysterics, as I love Starro, but I knew we would never, ever see anything like Starro in a Zack Snyder Justice League movie. That's just not his style. So, Starro has been in quite a few animated Justice League cartoons and was the original villain that helped bring the Justice League together, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun because they actually say, oh, we got some kanju shit in here. <laughs> yeah, treating him like a kanju is, is perfect. <laughs> oh. and, and Star, for those that don't know, he can break himself up into little pieces and, uh, and uh, use those pieces to, like, grab onto people's body parts, usually their face, uh, but not always, and uh, can mind control them. And, of course, Starro is actually a gigantic space alien starfish. Mm-hmm. Yep. With one big eye. And he has mind-controllable powers, biofusion, size alteration. He can make a whole bunch of little ones, and those little ones take control of people. Um, so, the, he's a, you know kind of makes into like a virus where he could he's the originator but then he could send out his little ones to take mind control and then take over other people as, as hosts and they could do a lot of bidding so that way he could be on his own um but yeah i never imagined that we would have this character which is really a wacky character for live action in a movie and this is awesome yeah i figured we'd see him on legends of tomorrow before we'd ever see him in a theatrical movie yeah if ever so thank you james gunn for giving me starro i can die happy well you gotta watch the movie first (laughs) yeah well if hey if covid gets me before then i'll still die happy because i've seen the live action starro so, yeah, um, this looks like a ton of fun. I think this is exactly a, a fresh breath air um, kind of thing. And just have fun at the bo- movies kind of movie. And obviously for adults. And I'm glad that they're doing this. Um, I, you know, James Gunn has gotten some lot of slack. But damn it, he knows how to make fun comic book movies. I mean, hell, they're even promoting this as... From the horribly sick mind of James Gunn, I mean, they're all—they've gone all in on the uh, on the promoting this as a James Gunn film. And you know, James Gunn—he did just in case you don't know the director, um, Guardian of the Galaxy movies. And uh, you know, I, I honestly, before they came out, I was completely not thinking it was going to work, but it shut my mouth and it worked. And um. It, you know, the second one, I feel like, is a lesser movie, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I've always, I've had faith in James Gunn for a long time as a old trauma uh, fiend here. So I like just like his work at trauma. I liked his when he scripted uh, Zack Snyder's uh, zombie movie. That was yeah, that was awesome. James Gunn's uh, worked on the Scooby Doo films. And uh, Slither. I mean, and he's also directed. Yeah, Slither, uh, Super. Slither is a very underappreciated horror movie that I adore. I have not seen it since mm-hmm. 2007 or something, but it, it, it 
Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Super is really underrated too. I mean, a lot of people unfairly compare it to Kick Ass. Personally, I think Super's better, but that's me. So, um, this is going to be tons of fun, and I'm super excited for this. I really hope it's 3D. I mean, I think that there's going to be R-rated. He knows how to film stuff and make things look cool in 3D based on the two Guardians movies. And I think this could have a lot of potential for 3D. Hopefully it does come out in 3D. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping we get this in 3D. But uh, the way things are going in this pandemic, I have a feeling... Uh, yeah. I'm hoping against her. Yeah, um, definitely hoping that as as things get better, we, you know, we can get our COVID shots and we can go back to the movie theaters and um, finally maybe the movies will come back in 3D, but don't know, have no idea. But um, this looks definitely, I'm excited, you're excited. Um, what else is there to say about Suicide Squad 21? Um, August sixth. August sixth can't get here soon enough. Um, so I I I love the poster too. The poster has a very much a, a fun look. I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen a couple of different posters. Yeah, they have done a little poster crazy, but there's like the one that it's like a white background, and they have all the guys in like a yellow orange in front. Um, it looks very seventies, very grindhouse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is going to be tons of fun, and as you, you know, the tagline here says, don't get too attached to anyone. <laughs> yeah, because this is a huge cast. Oh, and it's and, and, and one of the vibes I got off of this is <clears throat> most of the people in this, they would rather die than do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Is it that, that there's a lot of hilariously funny lines from uh, eating dicks to uh, wishing to be murdered to uh, don't take uh, coughing with your mouth uncovered as a, you know, don't take this as a uh, invitation to cough with your mouth uncovered. Oh, I wonder, if, you know, we're recording this on Friday, so um, I wonder if people are going to get pissed off about it, but. I think they are completely doing this on purpose um, for COVID and stuff. <laughs> of course. And of course, it's a COVID joke because they don't want to get co- because that would suck. You survive, uh, uh, you survive Starro, but die from COVID. That would be the worst. Yeah. Uh, Starro. I'm just in shock. I'm, I really am. We saw like a kind of a teaser trailer for this before, but it wasn't really a teaser. It was more like a promotional um, segment on the movie. So this is actually the first legit trailer. So it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like they decided to delay the trailer from the other for like fandom stuff. So they wanted to get it right, and uh, they knocked it out of the park. So that was a really smart decision. Because this is a great trailer. Yeah. Um, it just it just works. At least for me and for you. I, what do you guys think um, listening or watching this? Does it work for you? Is it too out there? You know, are you sad that it's not PG-13? Um, who knows? You know, tell, tell us below, comment, and say, yeah, definitely. 
Um, if you want to email us, you know, your responses, you will have the email at the mm-hmm. end of the credits, so you can say, but um, it's also in the info box or the description or whatever. Yeah. So. And are you going to try to see this in the theater, or are you going to subscribe to HBO Max to catch it? Yeah. Um, August 6th is a long time away, so hopefully a huge the part of the... Yeah, hopefully there's a date change. It's to move it forward, not back. <laughs> like it seems like everything else has <laughs> been for the last year. Yeah, I imagine this is. I, I can't imagine this having a different date. Like it may push it up, like you say, but I August sixth is a really good time. Um, so we'll see. But because um, I know now that uh, Black Widow pushed. I think there's still enough time between this and Black Widow to to be to be fine, and hopefully by August sixth, a good part of the world already has the COVID vaccine, and you know, I I can imagine that's probably going to be the case. Um, hopefully, yeah. And since it's uh, rated R, I imagine vast majority of people that want to see this movie um, are adults, and they should you know have COVID vaccine and. Or already had COVID or, or whatever, so I, I think it's has a lot of potential to be a big hit. Um, we'll see how the R rating hits it if it's if it's too much for people, but I imagine it's going to be a big hit regardless. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any movie is going to make a billion this year, but this and Fast Nine may uh, prove me wrong. We'll see. I mean. I'm, I, I wish great res- I, I wish great success for every movie, even ones I don't like, um, because uh, the m- more successful movies are, the more movies we get, and that's always to me a good thing. Um, so this is going to be tons of fun, and I love the the costumes and how everything just looks fun and goofy oh it's so bright and airy and it has a completely different look from guardians you know james gunn didn't just try didn't coast he gave this a separate identity i mean it has his typical touches and flourishes and some of his little tropes but it's it's all fresh and new it, it does not feel recycled at all and then uh, weasel that looks so crazy but love it <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And I about died seeing Thinker. <laughs> Comet accurate Thinker. I was about dying. Those light bulbs are coming out of his head. His Edison bulbs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thinker, again, you know, a lot of fun uh, Flash characters um, are here. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely glad that Warner Brothers is starting to get smart and not get too upset that Oh, you can't have this character in the movie because people are going to get confused because it's in the TV show. Oh, whatever. We're not that dumb. Whatever. It's a multiverse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, this will be it for this last section. Who knows if there'll be more, but that's it for recording of this. Bye. Bye. But wait, there's more. We're back for another episode section of the everlasting the three D show episode ninety seven. I'm with <laughs> New Jake. Hi, hi everybody. 
We're, we're switching back and forth and having the Jakes different times. <laughs> uh, so we got two topics here. We're going to add on to this. Um, so we mentioned this a little bit before that the Warner Brothers HBO Max 2021 deal was ending. But now we know that Regal and Cinema World um, have helped to make that new deal where they'll have a 45-day window of theatrical exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit... I'm, try, I'm reading it over and over again. Um, I'm kind of a little bit confused if that means all Warner Brothers movies are going to be um, exclusive to Regal and or Cinema World, or if it's going to be that they have a... 45 day window where they can't put it on HBO Max. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of vague. Like, I, I did read a thing about where Regal has a 45 day exclusivity for 2021 releases. So, I don't know if that includes Godzilla versus Kong or not, but I assume maybe future Warner Brothers movies are included in that, but not 100% sure. Because right now, you know, some behind the scenes baseball here. Um, you know, theaters have to make deals with the different uh, makers of the mil- uh, films because they need to have their cut. You know, right? Disney gets X cut. Uh, Warner Brothers gets X cut, and you know they they have to make those deals because if they don't, that's not how they you know, and it just needs to have a contract. So that way they know though those movies will get X amount of time in the theaters and these movies will get X amount of time. And that's what kind of makes things harder for independence, of course. But, um, you know, they, they have these sorts of deals anyway because that's, you know, they want to have insurances. The theater themselves, the cinema theater companies want to have insurances that they can't just watch movies at home, you know, and that's why everyone was pissed off last year. Because they were able to see Trolls World Tour. And this year with um, HBO Max movies, you know, why would some people go to the theater when they could just watch it on HBO Max? Exactly. And, you know, obviously the quote-unquote cinema experience um, is the reason why they would want to watch it in there. But I think a lot of people don't give two craps about what the cinema experience is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like with IMAX, like people were in a tizzy about Justice League being in like the not the quite four by three, but the IMAX ratio on that one. And and it's just like a, it's the theatrical experience, but at home, but it just didn't gel at home. So I guess maybe that's why some people would want to still go out, but can't really go out. <laughs> I know it's a, a lot of it is like film nerds and oh you can oh, never yeah. experience the same thing in the cinema and it's like okay first of all you over exaggerate how much of a better experience it is <laughs> yeah I mean the popcorn prices well concession prices in general the long lines having to sit with people you may or may not like especially if it's a full cinema you know or people you don't know it's just yeah, it's a bit overrated, but I still love going to the theater. I, I I'm not going to deny it. I enjoy going to the theater too. That oh but, yeah, but at the same time, I enjoy movies anywhere. Um, it doesn't matter right. if it's at home. It doesn't matter if it's on my phone. 
It doesn't matter. I, I like it. If the story and the characters are, are enjoyable, I'm going to like it wherever format I watch it on. And, you know, there's going to be some movies where I probably would not have watched it on um, the theater, but I'll watch an HBO Max or Netflix or Hulu or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of the, especially Netflix, a lot of the films that they have on there, their quote unquote originals are just awful. Well, yeah, it's just yeah. content. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole different conversation. But, you know, I, I think it's also... Look, I, I could... I know some people are like, oh, I live in an apartment and I can't really um, enjoy a movie, you know, with loud things. Or I don't, it's not the same, putting headphones on and watching it on your tablet or whatever. And it, I agree, but at the same time... Yeah, that's fair. I don't really care that much. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of bad experiences in cinemas. So not just because of 3D. The 3D is the main corporate there. I mean, no. Or cinemas don't do the right thing for 3D, and it's kind of screwed me over. And it's like, okay, well, thanks. I would have just watched it for 2D if I if I knew it was going to be this bad in 3D. And it's no. their their fault. It's not the fault of the filmmakers. You know. I mean, the 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 only two bad experiences I've had with a 3D movie, or like in theaters in general, was at a Regal Cinema. So. That makes me more hesitant to go see uh, a 2022 release, especially in 3D, if it's going to be exclusive there for next year. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting uh, to see how 2022 and, and forward. I think 2021 is going to be a transitional year as people, you know, go back into the theaters and start to go back into a um, somewhat similar lifestyle pre-pandemic, you know. No. I, don't, I don't think it's going back exactly to normal. I, I think we're going into a new normal, and that's just how it is. I think certain things are not going to go back. Period. Uh, and, yeah. You know. So it, it's just the ebb and flow of cinemas, and you know, I can enjoy movies and enjoy them at home, and I can enjoy movies, and you know. It's different now. It's very different now in 2021 to watch a movie at home than it would be in 1991 or 2000. Yeah, because the best option at home was LaserDisc. Yeah, and the quality there, the the screen technology, the quality of the – it was just different. So, I mean, back in 1980s, the biggest screen you could get is a 19-inch screen – which is nothing today, you know. Right. I mean, that's that's a TV in a art like in a living room or a kitchen, not even a living room, a kitchen or a bedroom. You know, it's just it's it's nothing. And you know, really huge screens have become super cheap, and you can get like a really good quality TV for like two thousand dollars. That's like a hundred inches and or something, you know, or projector. And you can get a really good quality, large display, get quality sound bar, you know, surround sound system for not that much money. Where back in the day, it would cost you a ton of money. So guess what? Going to theaters was, was worth it. But now it's like, well, you know, 1080p is pretty good for vast majority of movies and for most people, you know. Yeah. I mean, 4K is the new normal, the new standard. And I love my 4K TV. Uh uh, I mean, I would love to have a projector, but or and like a great sound system. But I mean, 
it does the job. It looks exactly almost like the theater just shrunk down on a 50 inch display in my apartment. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you don't need the theater as much as you did 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and of some theater chains that still advertise, they have a 4k display and it's like, so what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, okay. The, the next display thing is either going to be probably laser projection becomes more widespread or glasses free 3d. That's going to be probably, one or or both of the next major revolutions in theater. And then that might get people to go to the cinema. Maybe they'll do a VR headset type deal. Who knows at this point? I mean, the only real theatrical thing that's left that is exclusive is having that um, excitement with the audience. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, the first time I watched Avengers Endgame with the audience. Oh, that was fun. That was so much fun, and I love the it movie. Was. Love the movie, but I also love the theatrical, the experience of being there, you know, with those people. Oh yeah, because you get to share the same emotions. Uh, the, like you know, you get to laugh at the certain parts or feel that you know just underlying emotion at that scene at that right time, and it, it's a great communal experience. That's really the only thing that theater has over TV at the moment. I remember when I watched Star Wars Episode Two, Attack Oh God, of, Attack of the Clones. I went to the midnight showing, and Ugh. everyone there was super excited to see it, and like it just jazzed me up. And then when I watched it again, I was like, "Yeah, this is a not good movie, but the <laughs> experience was great." And you know, uh, I wish my my first Star Wars experience was seeing. Uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, in January of last year in 3D. And I didn't get that energy. It was very, very, like, just laid back and not really excited at all. I guess because it was January, but it's just people weren't excited for it anymore. So there's certain things that the theater is not going to, it's hard to replicate at home. I mean, how many people really have VR headsets that are going to watch movies at the same time, the same day? You know, and it's exactly. live, actual people, not you know AI or whatever. So it's it's different, but still, I, I think cinemas are going to have to really make it worth our while. And part of that is you know having concessions that are affordable and having uh, better quality. I think eight K is is actually starting to become something that theaters start, are starting to do, and it's like yes. well. AK is available for people to buy at home, but I mean it's kind of pointless. Yeah, because there's there's no media for it unless you got like a YouTube video shot in 8K. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it feels like the 1950s when TV took over and theaters were losing ticket sales rapidly, and it's just like, well, we got bigger screens, you can't get that at home, but. But with at home, you you got bigger screens now, and it's just really hard to for theaters to compete unfortunately yeah and i know for a fact if i watch a you know netflix movie even the quality different you know whatever regardless of the quality if it's gonna be a really high quality it's not it's gonna work it's not gonna have i don't have problems with you know this reel or that reel or this thing you know, it's always going to work. Streaming works for me because I have good internet, so it doesn't really matter. So, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's going to be a, a 
ebb and flow to see how cinemas exist and what will die. Some cinemas will die, and some of them will not continue. I know some of them near me have uh, died, and they're not reopening because they're out of business. So it's just, right. it's just trying to get a flow of things. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of glad around here that it's it's smaller, I assume, than where you live at. I don't know about Texas all that much, but it's just like there's people who still go to the movies and they just like going to the movies. And most of the theaters around here have stayed open except one, but they said it was just temporary, but it's at a dead mall. So I don't know how temporary that's going to be. That's and probably my favorite theater going to, but who knows if it's going to survive. Yeah, it was just, you know, it's just how things go. So the next story we got here is going to be about a Stack Shock movie. <laughs> I, I'm very, very, very vaguely familiar with the, the TV show. I don't know much about it at all. Like, I've never seen the show. I only know it, it exists. So, um, I don't think the character existed before the 1990s cartoon TV show. But I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, me neither. Like, I, I don't know. Was it a DC comic book beforehand or what? It's just. It existed one day, and I'd never seen it. <laughs> Which, it stars a electrified uh, hero who happens to be black, and he's like a teenager, and he's trying to be a superhero, and um, based on the 2000, uh, you know, CW, Warner Brothers show, um, Static. So, it, it's um, a very beloved character, because it was like one of the first... Hey, we're gonna have a new character, and it's gonna be black, and it's gonna be actually really well written and fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it'd be a good show to watch, but at that time, I'd just grown out of comic book anything at that point, really. Yeah, I just didn't really care, so that's why I never watched it. But I'd like to see a movie or maybe revisit this the series at some point. So, um, there's a making a movie with this, and this movie is going to be with uh, Michael B. Jordan, um, and Reginald Hodin are producing it. Oh, Hodlin, yes. Okay. So, they're, they're working on this, and writing and, and directing it, um, so I think those are really good hands for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Michael B. Jordan's directing, uh, going to be directing Creed 3 coming out next year, so... Maybe he'll do it after that, I hope. So, Who knows? Apparently, it was based on 1993 comic from Milestone Comics. Never heard of him. And, of course, uh, you know, DC came ate it up. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, there's very few non-competitors to DC and Marvel out there. Um, so, yeah. So, DC ate it up that I know of, and boom. You got a TV show and um, beloved TV show at that, and I remember watching some of it. I mean, it was the early, the nineties and the two thousands were kind of a really great time for animated cartoons of uh, different superheroes. Yeah, I, I miss Freakzoid around that time period, which kind of sounds like similar to Static Shock, but that was more of just a comedy, not really a comic book hero. Well, yeah, Freakazoid was more like a PG version of uh, Deadpool. Oh, yeah, it's like non-sequitur, breaking the fourth wall, 
so much good uh, double entendres and stuff, and most of the WB stuff from around that time, like Animaniacs and you know Freak uh, Freakazoid. It's just all fun, and I think it helped develop my sense of humor. But I kind of regret not seeing uh, uh, Static Shock when it came out. Yeah, so Static Shock. One of the things that makes him, you know, besides being a, a teenager and uh, black, he actually like flew but he flew like with a disc and like he somehow statically shocked okay. it and um you know he had the electrical powers and um it's fun it was a fun thing mm-hmm. but you know back in the 90s or 2000s you had the you know the batman animated series the superman animated series the teen uh, titans teen titans in t- early 2000s you also had mm-hmm. justice league unlimited and you know all those quality stuff and uh, Batman Beyond in there. So all that uh, one one I remember is uh, Lunatics, which I'm surprised they haven't made a movie out of that yet. <laughs> so yeah, um, the Static Shock it, definitely interested in that. I think yeah. So, it w- I mean, will it be part of the DCEU? Is the real question. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because. Um, the extended universe. I mean, technically speaking, I haven't seen anything that really disconnects from the Snyderverse. Like in theory, they don't really connect, but at the same time, they don't have to connect. Um, right. so it, it's one of those things where it's like I don't see how they could. You know, they're not completely divorced from it, but they're not completely yeah. out of it either. I mean, Harley Quinn is the same Harley Quinn that is going to be in the Suicide Squad. That was in Suicide Squad. That was in. Oh, that trailer looked great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, the only thing that's that that's kind of disconnected for me is the Shazam movie. Well, but even though they had Superman, but it wasn't uh, what's his face. It wasn't Henry Cavill. Yeah, um, they weren't able to get him, but. I think that's part of the fun of it too that they didn't have, you know, someone actually show the face, so we didn't know. But I don't see how. I think they could easily retcon some things and and change yeah. some things up, and it doesn't necessarily break everything, you know. Right. I'm just excited for the sequel, especially with uh, Helen Mirren being cast as the villain of Shazam too. So I hope it's going to be good. All right. I guess that's going to be it for this additional section of this show. Uh, you know, we already, twelve. <laughs> you're joking, but that's kind of true. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, it was going to be like a three-hour cut. We'll, we'll see. It's Lord of the Rings podcast edition. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying to, my best to get to keep the quality the same each way, but at the same time, I also want to edit this and post this as soon as possible. So I apologize if editing is not that great because guess what? If it doesn't get edited and posted soon, it's going to be, we're going to just keep adding to this monster and it's not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll never get episode 98. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 97.2, 93.4. It, it feels like Kingdom Hearts when it's like, okay, Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Then two point nine. It's like, come on, give me three already. Then <laughs> finally got it. Fifteen years later. <laughs> All right. I guess that'll be it for us. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano Three D, Mister Bengal Five, and Kevin Winter for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's gonna be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. 
You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email 3D or 2D at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.